Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hey, this is Stephen Byer from Leonard Films, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Everybody, and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your face slap quartet, John. <laughs> I'm the other half, Matt. And uh, yeah, we are here. We are back. We screwed up and did the wrong episode, but we're doing it anyways. Yeah, this was supposed to be something. <sighs> oh, our schedule was completely fucked up. Yeah, this was supposed to be something fun. Yeah, it was supposed to be something goofy, something kind of fun. Something Halloween y, since we're in during that spooky season. And we forgot about that. Yeah. And um, then what was on the schedule, which was Madokane. <laughs> yes. Which we do have stuff planned for this month. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. At least we think we do. Yeah. I mean, we talked about one thing in particular. Yeah. We'll have to plan out the rest of the month. Yes. We need to crack open that new calendar is what we got to do. Yeah. And just start filling it in. <laughs> and uh, also mild symptom shit, too. Yes. Which there will be another mild symptoms very, very soon. Very soon, yes. Thank you all for the positive feedback for that. Yeah. Glad you all liked it. Yeah. We enjoyed doing it. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was Something just us, to do, you know, just to cut the shit a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about talk about some movies. Talk about sound of summer, <laughs> sound of summer. <laughs> I'm sure uh, if Kyle listened to that back, he I'm liked sure that. He, he I'm sure that. he loved that we just said the name of the movie a hundred times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's spooky season. I'm excited. You're excited. Yes, let's get this rolling because we got quite a few listener questions to get through. <laughs> We've already got five movies in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of them have been great so far for me. I've watched a couple good ones. <laughs> you have, yes. Yeah. I I haven't watched anything that's been like amazing. Yeah. We'll say that the month is young, go. Oh, very young. But let's get into listener questions. Questions, yes. comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are kind of a bi-weekly podcast. <laughs> We're a podcast. We're consistent at being inconsistent, so just hang with us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, for example, like we're supposed to announce something this week, and uh, that got completely <laughs> kerfuckled. Yeah, that's delayed. But it is still coming. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, keep an eye on the Instagram. Yeah. October 13th. I'm sure we'll make sure that's up. <laughs> oh, that will be up. Yeah. The thing that was supposed to be released that day 
is delayed. <sighs> but God. the announcement will be up October 13th. We were so close. We were very close, and then we got fucked on. But we'll talk about that another day once it's out and about in the world. Yeah, like, I can't wait for it to be out so we can actually talk about the process <laughs> that we had to go through. <laughs> we had to go through, yeah. It's like, it was ready, man. Ironically, the easiest part was... Oh, I don't think I can even say that, but what I was gonna say the art for oh yeah the art was super easy. We didn't yeah, that was the easiest part. We got an awesome artist to do it, but we'll talk yeah. about all about that whenever it's announced. October thirteenth, yeah. check the Instagram. Something big is coming or yeah. announced. But anyways, something big, um, and it'll be going to a good cause. Yeah. Speaking of Instagram, oh, wait till the week of the episode and we'll post a lovely image of dancing skeletons as we are taking questions and you can ask in the comment section below. Yes. And you maniacs just keep doing it, and we appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Uh, we appreciate it a ton. We're starting with Mr. Cole. Mr. Cole, who is a huge supporter, and we can't thank him enough for that. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure his username on Instagram is like Mr. Cole Captive Bolt. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, is that like you can correct me if I'm wrong? Is that a carcass reference? That'd be sick if it is. Because uh, they have a song called Captive uh, Captive Bolt Pistol. Bros. Yes. I really enjoyed the Mild Symptoms episode. Oh, thank you. I think you should start a Patreon account and move Mild Symptoms to a $5 bonus content tier. Maybe along with some wrestling, some <laughs> metal, and other bonus content. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I only give one money to one. Sick on Cinema is the only other podcast I'd be willing to give my hard-earned dollars to. And I don't think I'm alone. Thanks for putting out merch. I got my shirt. Thank you for buying no, it. No, thank you. Don't forget to shout out the merch site, which we don't ever do. Nope. <laughs> so thank you for the little plug there. Yeah. <laughs> if you want merch, we are on T Public. Or Teespring. Mo Teespring. It's go to Instagram. It's, it's in, in our, our description. Bio, yeah. Yeah. We're working on that too to get better. We need to get a link tree. Yeah. And we're also working on getting better merch. We don't really necessarily like the one we're using right now. The yeah. shirts are fine. Yes. It's just the processing is completely out of our hands. Yeah, we need to set up a link tree so we can put our OnlyFans up there too. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get this is actually more of a concern, not a question. Oh, I know. What's your favorite karate movie featuring extreme violence? Thanks again, Mr. Cole. I, my go-to for like the, like a karate movie with that's ultra violent is always fucking Rikio. Rikio. I mean, it is. I don't think it gets any more violent that than a, in a karate film. No, I don't. I don't know if it can. Uh, if you're looking anime. Oh uh, well, yeah, it's a bit Fist different. Fist of the North Star. Yeah, it was one I used to really love back in the day. Oh, even some like the un- uncut like Dragon Ball Z stuff has mm-hmm. some pretty nasty shit. Also, uh, karate adjacent. And I know we've shouted this movie out many, many times, but uh, Adam Chaplin. Oh, that movie is so good. Yeah, yeah. that's some good extreme violent yes kung fu action <laughs> and also i just want to go ahead and say like when it comes to patreon like i don't know how like good we would feel about put ha- having our like con some of our content paywalled we're, we're so inconsistent with our regular show that yeah. i'd be terrified of doing extra shit that you have to pay for that you'd have to pay for yeah because i've definitely subscribed to uh, patrons in the past where it's like i'm not getting the content i'm paying for. yeah i have to like decide whether or not i want to keep supporting <laughs> Yeah, it's like... Because then it becomes a weird like juxtaposition because it's like, I really like the person. Yes. But I'm also paying for product that I'm not receiving. <laughs> exactly. If you want to support a good Patreon, go to support Mr. Parker's. Mr. Parker. Yeah. Uh, Psychonaut. Yes, Psychonaut. Um, there's different... All kinds of like content creators out there oh, yeah. you can support. Papa Meat. Papa Meat, yeah. It's really cheap and you get a sticker every month. Yeah. I did it for a while until I needed the extra money and then that stopped. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love life. Yep. But thank you, Mr. Cole. You are the man. We yes. really, really appreciate you. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Next up is Artie from Night of the Bloody Tapes. What's up, Artie? Artie! You're the best. You're the best. Howdy, guys. How are both of you doing? We're live. We're doing all right. It could be worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any good stories from your job, new or old, that you haven't shared with us listeners before? No, I don't know. Just that it's been busy as shit and people don't know how to do math in my area. <laughs> like someone was like, buy one, get one free on these sheet sets. And they were $18 and they rang up $9 a piece, thus making it $18, which is the price of one. Yeah. And I could not get that into their head. So I had to take one off for them because <laughs> they just would not listen to me that they were getting one free. Oh, like, but God. I'm paying for both of them. I'm like, no, no, yes, you are technically. It's buy one, get one. But dog. the price of a together equals one. Fuck. And they would not listen to me. So I gave up and just took one off and made them charge full price for it. <laughs> I didn't give a shit anymore. I gave up. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, you thought you saw a dead body. Did I? Remember the bike in the, in the bushes? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. There was a abandoned bicycle at one of the fucking places, and that brought us some concern. <laughs> we were like, we might find a dead body. Ironically, I was on the phone with uh, a, a buddy of ours, uh, Chris Severed. Chris Severed? Yeah. I was on the phone with him while this was happening, and that was chaotic. <laughs> I'm sure he can, <laughs> he can vouch. <laughs> Love you, Chris. I went to see Expendables 4 today. It was bad. <laughs> I went in with high hopes, and I'm very forgiving, a, a, a very forgiving moviegoer, and I couldn't forgive this one. The only saving grace were Aiko Uias and Tony Jaa, which Tony Jaa, is he not from Umbok? Uh, I'm not thinking somebody else. I'm not sure. But they didn't do they didn't do what they do best on screen. Do you have any thoughts on the force in chain cha- forces in charge? Do not let them show how badass they are. <laughs> <laughs> we have a cat. I don't know why they would do the Hello Cat. I've, I, that's been my problem with the Expendables movies. Like, I know people really like them. Yeah. But, like, you bring in all these, like, talents, like, all these, like, guys that we like from the past. And yeah. You don't, they use some of them to their full extent, but then they're pushing guys like Ray to Gator. Yeah. And um, I'm like, why is he even in this? It's like, like, one of them had Ronda Rousey in it, right? Yeah. Which I think even, I don't know. It's like, they're not action Like, the reason this is nostalgia, right? Yeah, it's because you're having, you had all these, like, superstar action stars in here. Yeah, let them do what they do best. Just cut puns and do crazy shit but I guess it all it's also hard when you have like that many of these people into one movie sure so I guess that makes it difficult and then you make it even more difficult by being like oh let's add fucking MMA fighters in there because that's popular right now but it's like imagine like bringing like Jackie Chan and not doing any like crazy stunt things or any like funny like comedic bits prop gags and shit like we needed like an Expendables type movie with like the action stars of like Hong Kong movies that'd be sick it probably sure does exist. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I got the new dying fetus. Make them beg for death, and it oh, is so good. It is. Yes. Have you guys heard it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> the songs are all fantastic, and the lyrics are just beyond brutal. They have one mm-hmm. song about committing mass murder with a vehicle. Another song about going on a killing spree that is actually kind of scary because I think it captures what these killers actually think about. Mm-hmm. Another song about getting revenge. A song about getting rid of uh, scene posers. Yes, which is what is your opinion of Dying Fetus and what album from theirs do you like? Uh, we're big Dying Fetus fans. Yeah, oh yeah. We've got to see them live once. Yeah, almost twice, but live fucked us. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Fuck. Um, we were seeing another band that was same week is what happened with that, if I remember right. Oh, Was God. it Cannibal Corpse? 
Was it the same week? I think it was the exact same week. It was like Cannibal Corpse and then Dying Fetus was like the same week. And it was like one. No, I think it was a wrestling show. Oh, it was a wrestling yeah. show? I just knew something got in the way and we weren't able to make both of them. Yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah, Dying Fetus is great. My favorite album of Dying Fetus is, is uh, Reign Supreme. Yeah, I mean, that's the go-to. I mean, it may be like, oh, of course, kind of answer, but subjected to a beating. Yeah, I mean, that's that riff just goes harder than anything in this world. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Um, uh, personally, I did, too, really like the new uh, Dying Fetus album. Yes. It and, like, Sanguisigabog's new album are up there, like, my two favorite metal albums of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, when it comes to Dying Fetus, like, Your Treachery Will Die With You is mm. an amazing fucking album. Uh, wrong one to fuck with. I was going to say, I even really like Wrong One to Fuck With. That was a lot. great follow up to Reign Supreme, too, because it did not tread the same territory. Yeah, they got more tech death in that one. Yeah. Where this one, they kind of brought it back to yeah, that. Yeah, it has a lot more Reign Supreme film to it. Yeah. I think. And it's way more horror based, as uh, you were talking about. Um, yeah, the, the song about like the, the posers and shit it was really interesting, too, because I feel like it's a interesting take on it rather than just being like oh don't rip our shirt if you don't like us it's more it's more deep than that is is what they go it's kind of how they go into it also i was listening to viral load Mm. they have a song titled meth lab machete massacre (laughs) i think that would be a great title for a short extreme gore film It'd be fun, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another band I was wondering if you know about is Putrid Pile. Oh, yeah. If you do, what do you think of this one-man band? I do know Putrid Pile. Um, they're pretty... I say they. He. He. <laughs> this, this man's band is... Uh, <laughs> this one-man act <laughs> is super fucking nasty. Um, I remember seeing a clip of him play at uh, Obscene Extreme. You can say it's got to be Obscene Extreme. Yeah, it's fucking sick. <laughs> the goat. Yeah, the, the goat. The goat festival. Yeah, I, I want to go there one day. My but, favorite. My, we always talk about this, but like my favorite shit from Obscene Extreme is like the little smaller stage. Yes, where just shit like Rapa Prop and yeah, <laughs> bands like that play. Well, Rapa Prop doesn't even have the fucking mini stage. They have the big stage. For Did them. they have the big stage? Yeah, because oh, I know like Gudalax was on like the mini stage, but then they went to main stage. Yeah. The the minis like the, the smaller stage stuff, which a lot of times it is just that no normal stage but with less people, mm-hmm. usually has the most insane fucking like bands or like usually that's reserved for your like noise projects. <laughs> I'm I know uh we've been told how it's pronounced and I'm never gonna get it right. Duchet charge? Duchet charge? I don't fucking know. It sounds racist when I try to say it like that. <laughs> Future Pile sounds like a band that would do a split with fluids. Have they ever done a split with fluids? Uh, fluids did a split with Putrid Stew. Oh, see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, that sounds like a band that fluids do a split with. Which they're like Mincecore or Mincecore or whatever it's called. Goddamn. It's fucking something. <laughs> Last question. What do you think of Peter Dinklage playing Toxie in the new Toxic Avenger movie coming out? I want him to be a little Toxie destroying bad guys in the most brutal and gory ways possible. Kevin Bacon and Elijah Wood are also in it. What would you guys want to see in it, and what do you think of the original Toxic Avenger movies? Oh, um... When it comes to Peter Dinklage playing a Toxic Avenger, I think it's fucking sick. I think it's a great idea, actually, yeah. It feels very trauma. But the thing is, from the screenshots I saw, we both saw, there's a trailer where you don't see him. Mm. He's always silhouetted, kind of like the opening of 
toxic event. Yeah. Where he's like running with the mop, like, you know, in the background. If they do not have him in the makeup, then it makes it pointless. Yeah, because only, the only other image I saw was him with just like a little mask and a tutu. Yeah. And I'm like, that can't be what he looks like. If that's what he looks like. That's so disappointing. Yeah. He needs to be full toxie. Yes. He needs to be like, fucking kill people. I think this could be good. There's definitely things going against it right now. Yeah. One, I hate the poster art. It's yeah. just a suicide uh, squad ripoff. Yeah, the poster art looks like thing is like it's not even like it's badly done or anything. It's just like it's boring. It's generic. It's a Suicide Squad ripoff. Yeah, I don't want it to feel like a comic book movie mm. because to me, Toxic Avenger does not feel like a comic book movie. It's something no. in its own realm. Yeah, it feels more like a comic book, mm-hmm. like an extreme comic book, kind of like um, like early Spawn or something like that. It feels more like that than it does. A comic book movie, and like I just hope watch. also too it's not like geared to be like a satire against comic book movies, because that would suck as well. I'm afraid it might be, because Elijah Wood looks like the penguin in the stills I've seen. Yeah, but if it's like super gory and dumb and goofy, and they do capture that trauma spirit, I think it can be fun. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, Claire? She's seeing ghosts. Seeing ghosts, she's she fucking geeking over here. She's geeking. <laughs> yeah, but talk, talk, going to like the original Toxic Avengers series, I mean, we, we we've talked about the series. It's fucking amazing. Maybe talk about it again in a way. We might a little bit something. <laughs> we very may well be. You may be. That something be. cool kind of happened. Something something really cool happened. Yeah. Thanks to our homie Chris. <laughs> yes. Love you, Chris. Yeah. You guys are the best. I like the idea of new shorter episodes, but I could listen to you guys for four hours at a time. With we an hour of you guys just laughing. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to read my question and keep the reviews coming. Thank you, Artie, and go follow him on Instagram and pick you up a copy of Night of the Blade Tapes. It's well worth your time. It's yes. a great fanzine. Absolutely. He's actually got a consistent fanzine. He does. He constantly puts shit out. I'd I'd like to do the second one, but I've I don't even know what to do with it anymore. <laughs> Next up. What the fuck? She geeking. Sorry. Geeking? Hey, stop geeking. What the hell is happening over here? She's fighting my fucking table. Anyways. <laughs> hey, crackhead. Next up, I'll, if you want to go like snap rabbit while I read this question, go ahead. There you go. Next up is Psychonaut. Thank you, Psychonaut, by the way. Yes. You will understand that soon. Yeah, very soon. Hopefully. Also, I saw that you were at Simba Wasteland. We want to go there. Yeah. We were talking about it literally today. So Yeah, we saw a lot, a lot of the pictures that everyone was posting. And we're like, Those oh, are our friends. That's our friends. <laughs> Psychonaut asks, Absolute favorite Halloween tradition Oof. can be a common thing or a personal ritual. Would love to hear how others celebrate the season. This year, I'll unfortunately be at fucking work for Halloween. Will you? Yeah. You can't make that work? Huh? Oh, you mean on Halloween, actually? Yeah, the work on Halloween. Because what I was going to say is, like, my favorite thing we do every year is the Saturday before Halloween. Yeah. Or if it falls on... Or it falls on yeah. Halloween. All the homies get together. Hmm. Uh, my sister, who's an ins- and her husband, who are insanely good cooks, <laughs> usually <laughs> make some kind of feast. Yeah, a literal. F- what the fuck? I mean, sorry, a literal feast for us. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like you know, all all kinds of good shit. And then, and then we have a cauldron, a literal cauldron of candy. Like it's a cast iron cauldron <laughs> of candy. And we don't get any trick or treaters, so I don't know why we get we that much candy. It. We just eat it all day. And we start early in the morning with usually like uh, uh, 
uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, yes. and we usually don't go until everybody just can't handle it anymore. And we watch usually, so yeah, usually we stop when someone's like, like usually, we usually stop when someone's like, I gotta go home. <laughs> yep, that's my favorite Halloween tradition. Oh yeah, I also used to really love going to the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. I haven't got to do that in a while, mm. and it's changed a lot. It's still really cool, like, but they yeah. show a lot more. Uh, older movies now yeah where I really liked it when they were showing like contemporary new indie horror that hadn't even got releases yet yes like we got to see like like I got to see like Bad Milo and uh you got to see Greasy Strangler Greasy Strangler John Dies in the End mm-hmm. Bloody Knuckles like all this stuff before it got releases I got to see a um Lucky McKee movie uh was it uh Kindred oh. spirits. You know, this is a lot most of the time before any of this stuff ever gets released. And they still mm-hmm. do to that, but it's not the focus of the uh, festival like it used to be. No. Like now they, they spend a lot of the time at the drive in showing old movies, which is really cool. It is. But Yeah. And I like those guys, so it's not me talking shit. I, everybody should go support Knoxville Horror Film Festival. I'm sure really sick. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure that does better too though. Uh, probably. Which yeah. yeah. I get it. But uh thank you, Psychonaut, for the yes. question. Next up is Just Doe. Just Doe. What up, boys? Do both of you do a movie marathon slash watch a bunch <laughs> of movies during the month of October? My personal goal is to watch a movie every day for October. I already got a head start. I watched Brutal and gave it a two. Oh. <laughs> and a half. Okay, and a half. And a half. And a half. And a half. <laughs> okay. What are some extreme horror flicks you can recommend me? I have a bunch of unearthed Severn titles and want to start watching more of what's in my collection. So that's the first question. If if you want you got if you want to hear something super ironic, we usually try to avoid watching super extreme, extreme stuff horror, yeah. during October because we, we just want to have, we, we try to have a good time. Not just that, but it's like we watch most of that stuff like all year round anyway. Yeah, so it's like let's take this one month to watch something. Just watch you know whatever like in the horror realm. As far as Unearthed goes, I watched a movie called Dis just recently. You did, yeah, with uh, Bill Obers Jr. I thought mm. that was really good. I recommend that. You also watched uh, Das Kombrutadol. Yeah, which that's an out of print. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, but I can't say that's extreme. I mean, it's extreme in how gory it is, but it's also like the goofiest shit you'll ever see. Yeah. It's very fun. I highly recommend that if you can get a hold of it. Yeah. Um, some company was supposed to put that out, but we want to get into that. <laughs> that that's a rant for another day. Uh, what else? He has a bunch of Unearthed and Severn titles. Um, I'm trying to think of things that are just like horror. Are, are you specifically, is it just extreme stuff? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, from Severn, if you have family portraits. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll do it. That, that'll bum you out this, uh, this fucking Halloween season. Uh, Threads. Oh, God. Is another one from Severn. It's like, a, I'm sure like on the label, it's like, well, it's not really horror. No, it's fucking horrifying. Um, uh, Eating Alive from Severin is a good cannibal movie. Oh, yeah. From Alberto Lindsay. Oh, fuck. August Underground. Yeah. August yep. Underground Mortem. Those are out. <laughs> is, is Mortem out yet? Yes, okay. Mortem's out, yeah. Um, I'm debating whether I want to wait for the box set or get them individually. I'm going to get them both, so <laughs> I, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Evil Dead Trap 1 and 2. Oh, yeah, those are good shouts. Uh, Calamity of Snakes. <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah, it is. Serbian film, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've got it. Untold Story. Oh, Untold Story is fantastic. I was trying to think of like, some of the more independent stuff that I really liked. Uh, oh, from Unearthed? From Unearthed. Um, oh, I know it's technically out of print, like on disc, but... Um, I'm sure, like, I'm, at one point, 
he had a link. To, he had a link that you could, you know, essentially be like, oh, you know, you can rent it for a little bit. But where the dead go to die? Where the dead go to die? Uh, Flex with Monty. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really cool movie. You can get that one usually pretty, pretty cheap, cheap. Yeah. Two uh, LDK is another good one. From Dude, Earth. yeah, Two LDK is underrated as fuck. It's so good. Um, like trying to like see my Unearth collection in my head. Because <laughs> some of the stuff I really like from Unearth that is like, is it horror? Like something like Mercy. Yeah, I mean Mercy is horror, but it's not like what you would think of as like your standard horror yeah. film. Same name like Mechanics. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the Fam de Mort trilogy. Uh, yeah, I need to watch those. Yeah. Uh, Flowers is good. Yeah, the American guinea pig shit. Oh yeah, well, especially um, like blood shock and mm-hmm. uh, bouquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There's a few recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite childhood story? I'm assuming from Halloween. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite ones, unfortunately, is uh, at the expense of me. <laughs> I one year had this bat. Do you remember the mascot for Goosebumps? Uh, is like the skeleton, the skeleton right? yeah. with the purple mohawk. Yeah, I don't know how that dude became the the mascot of Goosebumps, but he was. Like any like thing marketed Goosebumps had that skeleton on it. Yeah, it's so weird. I had the costume, and I was <laughs> I was stoked on it, dude. Is this the ET story? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> that, oh my god! No, I've told the ET story more than once. <laughs> I fucking love that story though. <laughs> was so fucking bad. That skeleton costume, like. It was glued to my face so the mouth could open and shit. Oh, shit. Okay. And I'm not even saying I should have won that contest, but E.T.'s who goddamn head fell off should not have won that contest. <laughs> Anyways, so I was out uh, trick-or-treating with my cousins. Yeah. And we used to go to my aunt's neighborhood because mm-hmm. there was more houses like right together. Yeah. So dad was like, how crazy is this? Like dad would just drop us off. <laughs> oh my God. Like not even chaperone us. He just like, I'm going to hang out with my sister and talk to her. Yeah. Y'all go have fun. Like, you it's would not heard of yeah, that shit just would not happen nowadays. So, anyways, we're traversing through the neighborhood and it's dark as hell, can't see shit. <laughs> and uh, I got my sack of candy, I got my sick ass goosebumps uh, skeleton costume. What I don't see is a drop off on the side of the road <laughs> that leads down a massive fucking hill, <laughs> like huge hill. Oh god! So I take a step and the asphalt gives way, <laughs> and I just barrel down this hill, ha- ass overhead, about three or four times. <laughs> Candy goes everywhere. Split Fuck. the groin out of my costume. I'm covered in mud, and I'm just like, I just want to go home. Fuck, man. But, uh, yeah. It's not one of my fondest, but I think it's funny, so. Oh, my God. We used to go trick-or-treating at this one guy's house. I don't remember his name. Mm. But his house was fucking insane. Like, he had, like, decked out with, like, from, like, the end of the driveway upwards. And he would run it like a haunted house. Yeah. Like, not like one of those, you know, one of those ones which are really cool. Like, added, the, you know, the garage and stuff. But, like, oh, fuck. I just elbowed my fucking monitor. <laughs> but, <laughs> that was, I would God damn. <laughs> God damn it. Is there in the background? <laughs> it's like fucking Mike on Grindhouse video this week. <laughs> that was great. Just destroyed everything. Anyway. And like, it, like at one point, like he was like, like a like a guy with a chainsaw in the fucking yard and mm. stuff. Like we were always terrified to go to his house, but we always loved it too because it was just like the, again the craziest like setups ever. And you got really good candy there. Mm-hmm. 
I'm oh, petrified to go up to that fucking hill. I was like, God damn, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to get scared. I remember a time where uh, you were um, Sully. Oh, yeah. And your brother was Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. Yeah. You were very little at this point. I don't yes. know if you remember this. I... I don't. I know the story, but I don't remember it. The Sully costume was like big old hairy thing. Yeah, and you made it about two houses and nearly <laughs> each row. Well, because it was also like it was hot as hell that was, yeah that, uh, that October for some reason. <laughs> they should have recalled that fucking Sully costume. <laughs> that killed my ass. Oh, uh, we may get asked about another Halloween memories. So if we do, I have another story for that. Yeah, I have another story there. as well. That. But in the mom was not really a story. It's more of just like a memory. Memory, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, what's your favorite Halloween candy? It used to be Reese's. Reese's tastes like dirt anymore to me. It's because after you get fucking, like, after me, you, and Amanda got fucking COVID, we were done. I'm going to question that, though, because I have had Reese's since. Yeah. That tastes good. See, I have two, but there's they're a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, they just like like you ever smell like a potato cellar? <laughs> yeah, that's what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not good. No, it's like chocolate covered potato cellar. I had uh, I have two. I'm a fruity candy man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> I mean I mean is that the wrong thing? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like most people like chocolate. I mean I I mean I think I love Reese's, but like my other one is probably what you're about to mention, Twizzlers. Mm. And Airheads, specifically the blue ones. Air, I was going to say uh, fucking Starburst. Oh, Starburst are really good, too, yeah. I fucking love Starburst. Uh, keep up the awesome work. Loved your Nakatsu episode, and I really appreciate you guys tagging me in the comment section for that show opportunity. I ended up being offered the gig, and it was a great turnout. Well, hell yeah, dude. Dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Go check out Just Do. He rules. His music's yes. really good. Some uh, EDM. Mm-hmm. Some shit. <laughs> yeah. We're better than that. <laughs> I, I do wonder like how many people have just dropped a fuck ton of ass at one of your shows. Probably a lot. Because I, like, again, I... Just, I'm on DMT! There's a guy I knew... Who, <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy I knew who was, you know, big into that scene and worked at Frightmare. Oh, my God. He said, Leeds, like, I took so much acid over my years and, like, working at those shows and being at those shows that if I pop my neck, I'm fucked. <laughs> Because, like, you know, the acid, like, comes back because mm-hmm. it builds up on your spine. I'm on tabs! I'm on tabs! What? what, what, what? I'm on tabs! <laughs> Next up is Lamwas. What's up? Hey, boys. Do you got... Uh, what, she bought a shirt, by the way? Thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much. Do you guys dress up for Halloween? Did you guys ha- have favorite costumes when you were younger? I do occasionally dress up for Halloween. Very rarely anymore. But we should, my, there's a picture that we probably should post sometime this season that we did a. Uh, uh, I was gonna say a couple's costume, but that ain't correct. No, we're not a couple. <laughs> a friend's costume. Yeah, we're uh, for our wrestling fans. I was Danhausen. Yeah, and you were Warhorse. Yeah, it, it was really fun. Um, I our makeup got destroyed by the end of the night. It though. did. But I was pretty proud of my makeup. I thought I did pretty damn good. Danhausen. You did. Makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I had to shave my beard for it, which was terrifying and terrible <laughs> after Halloween. Yeah. But you know, for the day, it looked pretty good. There's a picture that we took together. I look fucking horrifying, though. <laughs> I'm just like. <clears throat> Another costume I did of recent memory that I really liked was I did a uh, black metal singer. Yeah. Inspired by uh, Gaul. Gaul. Yeah. <laughs> when you try to like wipe it off, it got even more. It like, looked crazy. even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, when it comes to like, like stuff I've like dressed up as recently, like Warhorse might have been the last one. That was a spur of the moment thing too. Yeah, I also did Mick Foley one year. Yeah, that was really cool. I did that for a wrestling show yeah. that was oh. cursed. Yeah, it was cursed. I did. I also dressed up for that same show. Yeah, you were the one of the goth I was kids. One of the goth kids <laughs> from South Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which if we got photos of that, we should post that yeah. too. Maybe. Um, I don't know if I got any photos of Mick Foley though. I don't think you did. Yeah. There may be like a group photo of all of us together. Might be, yeah. Because we all were dressed up. Yeah, my my Mick Foley did not look great because I didn't have I I can't grow a beard. No, you had to use mascara, I think, for a beard. Yeah, and it took forever to come off. <laughs> Favorite costume as a kid, <laughs> my goosebumps <laughs> skeleton one was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, uh, I there got body nail on back. I remember when I bought my first like legit looking Michael Myers mask. It's not oh, the one yeah. that's over here, but there was another one. <laughs> yeah, my fucking rubber. Yeah, this one rotted and died. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it had hair and everything. I was pretty proud of that. Um, I dressed up as Ghostface a couple of times to Spooky's fucking uh, his uh, <laughs> dismay. <laughs> dismay, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody did Ghostface once or twice. Because it looks, it looks cool. Hmm. Um, yeah. I did uh, Bill Mosley from uh, House of Corpses to Spooky's Dismay, too. The Otis, when he's like the devil. Yeah. Or not the devil, but the skeleton. Yes. I also dressed up as the guy from fucking Storage Wars. That was pretty funny. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Uh, Dale? No, I don't think it's Dale. It's not Dale. Yeah, the guy goes, yeah, yep. guy, yeah. I just it was that guy for Halloween one year. That was pretty fucking funny. That was funny, yeah. I also did Michael Myers. As, uh, yeah. Jason. We Jason. Jason. My Jason was bootleg all the hell and back. <laughs> Mine was too. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I wanted to go as Leatherface one year, but I could not get a mm-hmm. costume together for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I was also Joker one year. I forgot about that. Joker. Oh, yeah. that's cringy. In retrospect. I was the crow one year. That's cringy, too, so don't worry about it. I feel like that's less cringy. <laughs> I don't know. I think that both the fan bases are pretty equal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you like those movies, no offense. No, yeah, no, yeah. The thing is, I, I like the original crow, and I like uh, the Joker movie. I came like out. the original crow. I don't love it. <laughs> I think it's really fun. Um... I just was a myriad, a myriad of different things. Mm-hmm. There was a, like a two, three year stretch I was Ghostface because I was just like, I love the fucking way Ghostface looks. <laughs> it was a scream. It was holler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if anybody knows that meme, they just fucking died. That's, <laughs> that picture's amazing. One of those years I probably definitely was holler, but... <laughs> Fuck, that meme is so My funny. man's yell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the uh, uh, the ghost face mask you could get that would bleed? Yeah, I had one of those leak on me one time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> stained the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> Pretty sure I had one of those too. I wasn't, I wasn't a uh, <laughs> scream or ghost man. I was shout. <laughs> <laughs> like thinking back to like my youth and Halloween, like you know, other than trick, like once I stopped trick or treating, things went downhill. Because <laughs> <laughs> one year I was like, oh, we're gonna go around just like Michael Myers and scare people, and all we do is walk around with a damn boot box playing that Halloween thing. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so crazy to think back on. I thought it was so cool at the time. Though. I saw Sinister in theaters on Halloween one time. That's pretty sick. I never went to see a movie on Halloween because usually I'm doing. Yeah, you're usually you're with the the crew. Yeah. I'm got fucking work this year. God damn it! God damn it! No, no, I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah, get get your jig out, you <clears throat> fuck. 
but uh, yeah. Thank Fucking you, Lamar, for the question. <laughs> yes, thank you. <clears throat> I'm Next up, I didn't dress up as wrestlers that often. That was the first time I ever did it. Yeah, yeah it was Dan Housen, I think. Uh, yeah, I only, I've only done it twice. I've always done like mostly horror characters. Mm. We should do something wrestling themed this year. God, I don't know what. What the Jesse and fastest. I am not shaving my fucking head. Biscuits and I'll shave my head. You're gonna shave down the middle like that for a day? Lord. <laughs> That's a lot of commitment for for a costume. But I'll shave my head anyway, so it doesn't matter. God. Biscuits and gravy. As long as I gotta shave my beard, we're all right. I mean he was not he didn't I have know. a beard. I, I could do uh, who's the guy that kicked Lita's baby? Oh fucking Snitsky? I could do Snitsky. Oh shit. <laughs> God, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, the old boil is next. <laughs> I love that username. Geffly Metal Festival, which was my favorite metal festival, has gone bankrupt. Oh, saw so many epic gigs there, but bands like Entombed, Creator, Ara Noir, Possessed, Bruheria, yes, Unleashed, Exodus, Dismember. Etc. Even got to take a picture with Dark Angel, which That's was epic. Crazy. Do you prefer festivals or standard gigs? And if it's festivals, what's the best one you've ever gone to? I have never been to a festival. I haven't either. And I'll tell you why we haven't been to festivals. Cause we're we're big boys. Big stand, boys. Standing for that big, amount big, of time. Big, big greasy boys. <laughs> like standing for a normal gig for us, it can be torturous. Yeah. <laughs> when so, you're this out of shape, yeah, yeah. When you're this out, 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 of, out of shape and fat, fat, he's, he's fat. <laughs> um, it's not easy. So sending literally for hours straight is going to be fucking rough. Yeah, and that, and we don't get a ton of festivals around. There's here. muddy roots, which is kind of cool. Yeah, there's also the one that happened that. Oh boy. Oh yeah, that was a. <laughs> God, oh. I don't want. I don't, I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> but uh, we recently did just go to two concerts. Yes, we, we went, went to uh, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, again. We with saw m- it was they, Yeah, go ahead. With Mayhem, which was wild. It was so fucking sick. And Gore Guts. Yeah, and Gore Guts, dude. And Blood Incantation. Like it took me way longer than it should have to look at that fucking poster and see that Gore Guts. Gore Guts. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, Blood Incantation, Cannibal Corpse, and Mayhem. Then I looked at it, like, not long before the show, I was like, wait, fucking Gorguts? The fuck? I was like, what the fuck? That's wild. And that, yeah, that was sick. And then we went to go see Goblin again. Goblin, yeah. Do the Demon soundtrack, which unfortunately was not a ton of people there, but. No, it was a decent turnout, though. Yeah. Not, not the turnout it deserved, though. No. But yeah, it was fun. And Claudio Simonetti was dripped the fuck out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Yeah. The old bull. The old bull. Sorry about that. I hate that your festival's closing down. <laughs> yeah, that's rough, man. But yeah. Why'd you, why do we get all quiet all of a sudden? I don't know. I might get called into work. That's why. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. On air. Well, I guess we'll see you all in a little bit. <laughs> God. No, we'll finish this, and then I'll message them back. Finish the whole thing, or? At least the listener question portion. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, thank you, Old Bull, for the questions. Yeah, thank you. God damn it. I know. <laughs> Next up is carl.kr.07. What's up, Carl? Tell us some of your favorite spooky season memories, because it's about to begin again. Doesn't have to be from your childhood, though. 
Mm. Spooky season memories. Spooky season memories. Um, fucking haunted house. There. Okay, I've got the perfect one. It was probably the most cursed haunted attraction adventure I ever went on. Okay, it was a haunted forest near us, and first of all, you know it's going to be a fucking banging fucking haunted attraction when they're just spamming the fucking Halloween theme song outside. <laughs> and we get up front and there's these kids dressed up, right? We still good? <laughs> okay. There's these uh, kids dressed up as, you know, Chucky and whatnot. And I swear to God, one of the kids, like, stabbed the other kid right in the fucking eyeball <laughs> with a plastic knife. And that, that that was horrible. Just screaming fucking murder. And I was trying my best not to laugh because I'm a scumbag. And then we get inside, and there's fucking chainsaws galore, of course. And we're all huddled together, and I'm with my mom. And, you know, all of our friends and shit. And she fucking pissed her damn self. Mm. And... And again, I'm right behind her, so she pissed down my fucking leg. <laughs> so I'm like, "Did you just piss your fucking self?" You know, not exactly because like, we I was a kid, but I'm like, "Did you just piss yourself?" And she was like, "Maybe." I was like, "You fucking, <laughs> how, dare, how dare you? How fucking dare you? It's fucking rough." <laughs> Another Halloween story from you, John? Uh, I don't know if I should even tell this one. Why? Because it involves a spe- special needs person. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm going to. <laughs> okay. So here's our cancellation, guys. Let's go. So my sister and cousin at the time were scaring kids as they come to get candy. <laughs> She's going to kill me when she listens to this. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, a young gentleman who <laughs> definitely special needs started walking to the yeah, and everybody's like, "No, don't do it," because they can see. But the person in the refrigerator can't see. Oh, because he's the fucking refrigerator for some reason. And it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> and it was grim. Oh my god, it's very grim. <laughs> She's gonna fucking kill you. She's gonna kill me, but God, it's funny. <laughs> She's gonna dox us on air. <laughs> She's gonna give out her address and yeah. kill us. <laughs> oh my God. Uh. I can't believe this. I, I can't believe you've had the courage <laughs> to, bring the, to bring this story I think I've told up. it before. That's the thing. Oh, really? I think I have, like, oh, back shit. in the old days. <laughs> back, back in the uh, the Wild West days. Back in the, the Wild West days, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, thank you, Carl, for that. <laughs> That's oh, what I was saying. I was like, I don't know if I should tell this. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. <sighs> John, all it took was John to get called in the work for his aggression to come out and tell that story. <laughs> Next up is Spooky Celluloid. What's up, Spooky? Da boy. Da boy. What's better, Mondo Kane or Bruno Mattei's Mondo Kane Ball? Mondo Kane Ball. <laughs> That's probably all I take. Uh, we'll get into it later. <laughs> after you get back from work. <laughs> Grim. I don't even know if I'm getting called in yet. I'm just, oh, okay, okay. I'm on. I'm on call. Grim. Burped. Sorry. Uh, I mean, actually, it's, it, it is Mono Kane. It's, yeah, better, it's much but, better made. But I, I do love Bruno Mattei and Mono Camera. That's the one with the. Oh, with the yeah, with the camera guy gets bonk, bonk, you bonk. 
Oh, I probably should put that on my list. <laughs> Movie fucks. Uh, next up is uh, the other boy, Shock and Schlock. Herschel Gillis. Herschel Gillis. What's up? Favorite Mondo film slash shockumentary in general. Mm. Also, you boys are worrying about Mondo Kane and not ask yourself, Mondo, can't we bring back wrestling with John and Matt? You fucker. Butter dust. <laughs> Wait, did he say buttered sausage? Said butter okay, sausage. I thought you were just saying buttered sausage. I'm like, we can't do this. Buttered sausage. God damn Where's it, Herschel. Where's it come from? Who's making it? Uh, my face. <laughs> we're going to have to address this uh, wrestling with John and Matt thing, aren't we? It's dead. It's dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. It's done. At, at least as of right now, it's dead because mm. there's just too much going on. Matt's like, I ain't spend no money on <laughs> the server for that shit. Bro, I still am. It came out today. <laughs> I'm broke as shit. And fucking SoundCloud fucking fucked me. That's like, cancel it. Cancel it. Um, your favorite Mondo slash shockumentary? Uh, mine's Killing America. Killing America. That's probably the answer. I, just to be different, I'll go with a Roscoe. Roscoe's fucking great, too, though. Yeah. Um, oh, Key Attacky. Surasaki. 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 You think Surasaki likes some butter sauce? He loves him some butter sauce. Some butter sauce. She likes to kiss on her lips. Kiss on her lips. Yeah, Killing, Killing America is legit, like, one of my favorite just documentaries. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that's a, a big hot take, but... I don't think so. It's um, a great documentary. Okay. I mean, some people don't like it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, like I think it's still relevant. Yeah, but thank you. Shock yeah, yes, thank, thank you, Herschel. And Spooky. Yes, you can go listen to the Open Casket if you want to. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Stick on cinema at home. <laughs> yeah, right. Am I right. Am I right. Got him. <laughs> John just fucking turned inside out. Next up is the real raw one. Why every fucking week <laughs> when you're exploring titles and letter box on butter on butter. Now we got started. Okay. Who are you? Some users you repeatedly see her and always trust their opinions of. You have to reread that because I don't know what you're fucking saying. <laughs> when you're exploring titles on Letterboxd, yes. who are some of the users that you repeatedly see and always trust the opinions of? Dave motherfucking Jackson. Dave, that's exactly what I was going to say is Dave Jackson. Dave Jackson is one he's seen it all. Literally, he, dude, like, oh my god, the amount of shit he has logged with reviews is insane. Of course, Mr. Parker. Mm-hmm. Again, me, me, you, Mr. Parker, uh, you know, all of our, all the homies. We don't always agree on movies. No, but a lot of times we do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I will say some. Sometimes I go off Herschel's, not because of his letterbox, but usually because of what he tells me personally. Mm. Not because of his f- always five star review or <laughs> seemed like negative five star no, reviews. No, I've figured it out. He only gives bad movies five stars. Actually, <laughs> good movies he really rates them. <laughs> love, love, love Herschel. I love Herschel too. Um, yeah, Dave Jackson's a big one for me. Like anytime I'm scrolling through, guy, mm, show me something yeah. wrong as well. Uh, one a guy I follow his name is Pluto Gash. Pluto Gash is oh my god. Sometimes they rate stuff that's like I'm like. You gave this like a five, it, but everyone else on my friends list hates this. Yeah, like where am I going to fall? Yeah, but at least me, when I see him like watch something review like that, I'm like, well, I am now curious. There is a, a guy that you follow, he's a director, who has some of the worst takes ever. Oh, yeah, Brookwalter. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. 
I mean, went from directing The Dead Next Door to hate, hating <laughs> movies. <laughs> fucking Dead Next Door, Fox. I need to rewatch that, too. Oh, that's too. a great movie. And so is Ozone. Ozone's really good, too. I need to rewatch it. Um, yeah. Yeah, J.R. Brookrawlter's fucking... Yeah, stuff's great. He may, I may not agree with his opinions on Letterboxd, but yeah. Uh, Don May, I follow him. I don't trust his opinions ever. <laughs> I do trust his opinions on movies that he didn't release. <laughs> if it's something he released, then I'm like, mm, this could be shit. Could be shit. Because I'm pretty sure you gave Violent Shit four a three and a half, and that's a certified single cinema half. Yeah. So, and I most of the time, like I go through when, when I'm looking for stuff. Usually, it's if it's in a bunch of people's watch list, I'll add it to mine. And ironically, Rye won. Uh, a lot of the stuff that you have in your watch list, I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. But usually it's something like I'm just going through like fucking endless amounts of lists I like. And it's, yeah, it's wild. What makes a great review and how does it color your interpretation of how much you'll like a film before viewing it yourself? Hmm. There's two two different types of reviews I love. There's the the reviews that are that are you know well thought out. Dave Jackson has a ton of these, mm-hmm. where like he'll write like paragraphs of what he likes about a movie or what he doesn't like about it. I'm like, okay, cool, or you know, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But my oh, my actual favorite type of review is the short, the short review that's like comparing it to something then usually it's fucking goofy as shit oh like just a shit post yeah just a shit post yeah <laughs> but as long as it's like the re- the actual rating isn't like always low mm. and it's just shit on a movie if you're like joking around and having a good time with it that's what I like to see yeah like Spooky like I, I sent Spooky a link to this movie called uh, Idomlik which is like the Turkish Punisher or something like that and his fucking re- just go look just go look at the review <laughs> it's fucking hilarious his review I love it so much <laughs> see I don't read a lot of reviews before you watch something yeah. I'll look at the ratings and kind of get an average idea of like the quality of the film mm-hmm. but even that I usually don't let stream me too far away unless it's something Bad, bad. Like yeah. Everyone on my friends list is like half one. And I'm like, mm, maybe not. Well, see, that happened to me this morning when I watched Spragala. Spragala. And everyone on my friends list who has who bought it and watched it gave it like a two, two and a half. I was like, oh, fuck. Here we go. And that kind of just sets that expectation, you know? This is like something that doesn't always, it's not always the case, but sometimes mm. it's like, oh, fuck. Um, Rawan goes on to say, I forgot to recommend something last episode, so I got two for you guys. Ooh, okay. Cry Wilderness is a stupid and charming Bigfoot movie where Bigfoot drinks Coca-Cola and listens to rock and roll from a radio in a cave. It's not a comedy, and it's played straight. I've actually seen that. I think I have that. I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Mr. Shine's Theater 3000 did that, um... On the new series. <laughs> Wait, is that not on that Vinegar Syndrome? I'm DVD pretty sure set? it is, Fuck. yeah. With Call I'm, the Bigfoot. Oh yeah, I probably should watch that for this season. Circle Squanch. What was the other thing? Uh, Morning Patrol. Hmm. 1987. Both these are 87. Okay. It's a great surrealistic post-apocalyptic film from the director of Singapore Sling. Oh, It sick. feels like he exists in the same universe. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, I Ron didn't know he did. always recommend stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to uh, recommend... Something that people shouldn't watch, and that is uh, Edward Penis Hands. Mm. I decided to watch that yesterday, and that was fucking haunting. I hated every second of it. 
I don't know why you watched that. Because it was a meme. I was like, I was messaging the boys. I was like, fuck it. I'm watching Edward Penis Hands. And I was like, oh. Yeah, oh, the- no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, this is a porno, isn't it? <laughs> and he does have penises for hands. Next up is the Cemetery Bros. Cemetery Bros. This is, it's your boy. Boons. It's Bones. Bones. <laughs> Boats and Brews, quality violent cinema. He does everything. He does. He's been on our show. Yes, he he's great. We love him. Yes, absolutely. He also makes good short films. Yes, he does. What's up, boys? Psyched for this one. Mondo is one of my favorite genres because it takes. Oops, I created a racism to a whole new level. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Seriously, though, they're fun to cringe and laugh at, but how do you boys feel about Kiyotaka being classified as Mondo? Personally, I don't think he should be because of how he presents the subject so mm. are, uh, artistically. I can uh, kind of agree with that. Yeah, like, I think you can argue both, mm-hmm. whether it be shockumentaries or, you know, Mondo, but I feel like he is his own type of beast because I feel like what he showcases in his movies are not strictly for shock value. Mm. It's to show the reality of the world we live in. Yep. I agree with that. Whereas something like, you know, Mondo Kane is pretty fucking, we'll get into it later, but it's pretty exploitative, pretty racist. (laughs) Pretty racist. And then you have something like Traces of Death that's super exploitative, but also meant to just shock. Mm Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like Surasaki's movies can fit into either camp, but I almost feel like they should be in a different camp com- completely. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It is. It does feel like he kind of is his own entity. Yeah, he does his own thing. Yeah. They are shockumentaries, but I don't know. There's something different about them. Yeah, he... Yeah, I, I definitely think he fits into a different camp completely. But it's not even just strictly documentary, though, because there's not, like, a narrative to it. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Also, what's your Halloween plans? Movie, 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 movies. Movies, movies, movies. Um, we don't do much else anyway. Wrestling so. show. Yeah, we do have a wrestling show coming up. A good one. A very good one. This fucking card's insane. Yeah, NGW, Nightmare in Old Town. If you're in the Knoxville area and you like wrestling. Or if you want to travel to the the, 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 the fucking Knoxvilles. Yeah, come on down. We will be there unless we die. That's for picture. <laughs> <laughs> or if, like... A fucking like bomb drops on the on the town, and there's no way to have the show. <laughs> <laughs> then you know, I miss getting together and trick or treating with my friends till I was way too old. Don't really do much anymore, sadly. Yeah, watch a bunch of movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We should do it. Like one of these days, I'd like to get a bunch of our homies together and do like a watch party. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, of something. And I feel like for some reason my brain immediately is like Night Killer. Night Killer should be. <laughs> I love Night Killer. I'm down with that. Yeah. I fucking love it. The little boys. The little boys room. But uh, thank you, Bones, for the question as always. Yes. Thank you. We love you. Next up (laughs) is Peppa 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 Chow. Peppa Chow. Peppa Chow. Hide your candy. (laughs) Hide your chocolate. Hide your chocolate. He's going to punch the shit out of it. (laughs) You two have a lot to answer for because now I can't stop (laughs) saying, oh, hell, hell, yeah. yeah. 
in conversations. I just took a fat gamer girl, gamer girl shit in the Tesco toilet. Oh, hell yeah. My wife left me and took the kids and dog. Oh, hell yeah. I like it when my big d- titty golf Jeff stomps my balls and shoves sounding rods into my urethra. Oh, hell yeah. Political question. How do I stop? You don't. Quit! You don't stop, son. You don't, you don't stop, son. You, you stop. gotta keep doing it. Once you get introduced to the Stone Cold, it's over, son. It's done. You <laughs> fucked. It's over. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! You think you think there's a super species? Well, I say it's super feces. Oh hell yeah! yeah. That's something he actually said. He did say that, and thought he was. He, he thought, thought he like got him, dude. <laughs> He thought he got the rock's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking insanity. <laughs> yeah, you'll never know, you'll never stop doing the stone cold. You done, son. You done, son. Oh. Next up is Ultra Violent Conundrum. Oh. Who asks, why are you so handsome? Oh. It's a very nice question. Talk, you talking you talking to me? I think he asked the wrong podcast, but Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're totally not talking about us. No. Uh you're talking about somebody else, bro. <laughs> Why are you so handsome? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Why 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 is uh why is Spooky so handsome? He's French. Yeah. <laughs> He's French Canadian. He's like, oh <laughs> <laughs> You better be glad we're friends with him. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Next up is Zombies Eight Keegan. Oh my god. This fucking profile picture, I'm gonna need you to fucking go on it. <laughs> oh, I see it. This is amazing. I love it. It's fucking incredible. (laughs) Bad news, boys. Hollywood has decided the next big budget remake craze is underground horror, and they've put you in charge of selecting the movie to be remade and the big-time Hollywood fuckboy director or writer to butt-fuck it into oblivion. (laughs) The world is watching, boys. Don't fuck this up. All right, my movie, August Underground. Okay. My director, Mm -hmm. Darren Lynn Bowsman. Is he mainstream anymore? He might not mainstream. He's the guy who did, like, you know, the solid sequels. Oh, my God. <laughs> he might not be mainstream anymore. I don't know. A remake of Campbell Holocaust Spots by Eli Roth. Oh, wait. <laughs> they already did try to do that. Fuck. Michael Bay presents <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, my it's God. It's just the chick on the stick. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> she fucking explodes. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an old joke that Michael Bay loves explosions, but still Damn. pretty good. Is he even mainstream? Like, I, think, I don't even know who is mainstream anymore. I don't either. Like, who is making mainstream shit anymore? James Wan. Y- He's yeah. making Aquaman. What can he make? Uh, <laughs> James Wan's a Serbian film. <laughs> Starring Jason Momoa. A live action where the dead go to die, directed by James Wan. <laughs> Starring Jason Momoa. <laughs> Oh, fuck. No, I fucked my wife and kid. Keanu Reeves is the brother. Throws his fucking hair. (laughs) Do you said? Keanu Reeves is the brother. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. (laughs) There you go. It's all PC. Newborn porn. Oh, he's the director? Oh, my God. Who should be the director? Who's a mainstream actor? Oh, uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley's the director. Book it. <laughs> Produce it. Make this happen. James Wan. 
starring in Jason oh. Momoa. John C. Riley. <laughs> oh my god. A Serbian film. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, slow it down. He's Dr. Steve Brule, though. <laughs> <laughs> Newborn porn. It's the theme, but you gotta slow down and reverb it. So it's like, <laughs> now you gotta take some mainstream song and fuck it up to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. I come from the land of ice and snow. <laughs> what? I was just thinking about. I don't know. Dude. All right. Uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we have to take down this kitty porn director. Uh, <laughs> Serbian film. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Oh my uh, god. Thank you, Zombie Zay Keegan. Next up is Goblin O'Reilly. What's up, Goblin? Goblin. I ain't gonna. <laughs> That's too funny. Don't do that. Too... <laughs> don't do that. It's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, I know it is, but don't do that. He's got to have done it before, right? I'm sure. I'm sure he has. <laughs> Meet somebody at a con. Hey, I'm Goblin. Goblin, he's not. <laughs> Please, I hope you've done that. <laughs> okay. Oh. Jesus. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> John Garber at a convention or something like that. <laughs> Name's Goblin. <laughs> Goblin is <laughs> No. Oh, my God. <sighs> I passed out on that one. What's up, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> this next song is called... <laughs> <laughs> newest fan newish fan here a few months of so thank you well, thank you i've been oh, really fuck. enjoying killing time at work by listening to your podcast the best part is looking insane while laughing with you guys <laughs> nobody knows what the fuck is going on probably for the best yeah probably for the best <laughs> appreciate all you do for the underground oh thank you let me talk to you yeah <laughs> my question is where does mondo stop and gore compilations begin is the only difference between the two being a narrator or could you say movies like rare dead person series or death farms can be mondo too they lack even though they lack narration hmm. obviously mixtape mixtapes aren't mondo but don't but ugh, can't read <laughs> but does that mean traces isn't mondo it's real footage with a narrator thanks again for all that you do and give us that goddamn porn parody episode with bones already <laughs> we're going to we're oh, going to <laughs> much love from goblin and the quality violent cinema family well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Where does Mondo end and a gore comp begin? Yeah. Well, I feel like the gore comp is kind of more, like, at least in my opinion. Again, I am not a complete expert of this mm -hmm. shit by any means. But I'd say a gore compilation is kind of more of a modern thing, right? Where it's like, sometimes it's just people taking clips from the internet and just putting them in a timeline. Yeah. But I guess you could consider something like, like Trace as kind of being the forefather of what that would become. So, in my opinion, like a Mondo movie is more of just a documentation of the world and the the, the morbid shit in the world. Mm -hmm. Whereas a shockumentary does a similar thing, but wants it to d directly be shocking to you. Yeah, or at least presents itself as though it has some kind of educational merit to it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're showing you these dead bodies so that you can understand what death really is all about. Yes. But it's like... 
Yeah, you're, you're just, not really that. No, that is what it wants to present to you. Yeah, I think that's what like blends like Mondo because I, I do think there is like a gap between what Mondo is and what shockumentaries are. Yes, I do too. But Mondo's birthed shockumentaries because of that because it's like, oh, this is we're just telling you how it is, how the yeah. world really is, but we're. <laughs> Only showing you a very small portion of it, and more than likely making it the fuck up. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but like it's like we we got asked about you know Surasaki earlier, which I, th- I do think Surasaki stuff and Rare Dead Person, which I found out recently, are not by they're not connected at all. Mm-hmm. Like I do feel like those are unique beasts, the Rare and what Surasaki does, because like you know you know I, I talked to to Herschel about it. Yeah. And um, essentially, like he described Rare as being a detective, like an inside look, almost like a POV look into like what a detective sees, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas um, Surasaki's stuff is still kind of similar to that, but not exactly. It's more of just a showcasing of something awful, right? But does that fit into Mondo or Shockumentary? I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think they're. Where does Traces fit in? I'd say Traces is definitely a shockumentary through and through. But it like feels like what like a gore comp would be. Yes, I'd say it's a forefather of that, right? Mm. And I, I just don't. I don't know. I feel like it kind of gets complicated. Yeah, it was a lot easier when it was just Mondo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when it was just Mondo, it was way easier, way easier to describe. Mondo Kane. <laughs> With the shittest DVD menus you'll ever see. Bar- uh, Blue Underground. What the fuck? These fucking... Like Pixar cutouts. Goofy ad menu. <laughs> goofy ad menu. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of up to each individual person. Though. Yeah, it's a lot like, like what is and what isn't horror. <sighs> you know, everybody's kind of have the same feeling on it, right? Yeah, everyone's going to have the same feeling on it, but with different takes. Yeah. Uh, essentially, like what I'm saying, I'd say take that as a pinch of salt, like with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Where it's like you can interpret your own opinion. Like you could say Traces is like the earliest form of a mixtape. Yeah, true. Absolutely. But e- even though, like, I do feel like there was even mixtapes being made before, before then, then. For sure. It's, I mean, mixtapes yeah. comes from music. Yeah, mixtapes, like, it's like with example, like Cathode Fuck, for example. Is literally just what this guy had in his tape collection and like cut up for you know in you know entertainment purposes. Whereas like and the earliest earliest form of a mixtape is being like oh this is the stuff I have. Mm-hmm. Would you want to like trade with me? So and that eventually evolved into oh I'm going to edit you know stuff with you know copyrighted or non copyrighted material to try to entertain. What is my source of that? I made it the fuck up. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard that from multiple yeah, people. Yeah, so I'll just play with you. But I don't, yeah, it, it's all a complicated web of shit. Like you can see, like shockumentaries even having a branch to horror for sure, because it's supposed to be. It's like the furthest form of horror, where it's like, oh, here's real death. You know, it's genre adjacent for sure. But like. I don't know. It's it's like a it's like looking at a metal logo. It's a mess, but there's something in there, you know. I don't know. It's it's. I think it's compli- It's complicated to say the least. Yeah. But I'll I'll 
I'll digress. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's what the question's for. <laughs> yeah. I just don't think I have as much to say about it as you do because you kind of live in that world a little bit. Uh, I mean, tapes and things like that. I mean, true. Which you could buy from uh, Banana Box releasing Board Lose Volume 1, yes. 2, and 3. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, uh, they're something I've made. <laughs> they're something. But uh, thank you, Goblin, for the question. And please, yes. next time you meet a celebrity con, go up, shake their hand, and say the name is Goblin. <laughs> Goblin, he's nuts. Please film it too and send it directly to us. Oh, oh fuck. Hell ne- yeah. Next up is Shrimp Doll. Shrimp Doll. Do you guys ever get shocked when a well-known actor shows up in a strange slash outside mainstream film? <laughs> yeah. I saw the Delphine Serig from, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Shows you how out of touch I am. <laughs> from Chantel Ackerman's, uh, you're naming names I do not know. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh... I'm not going to try. Gene Delman film as well. This made me laugh so hard, and I was wondering if y'all have had a similar experience. Sorry for the longer question, but a gang for life. No, no, no problems with the question. No, no, no. We're just dumb and don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's us. We apologize. One of my favorite examples of that is going through Goosebumps and watching Say Cheese and Die. There's Ryan fucking Gosling. (laughs) What the fuck? One of two men I would let. Never mind. <laughs> Who's the other one, John? Uh, Tobinabu Masano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna say what they could do, but John, John ain't gay. Mm. But he would be gay for those two men. <laughs> those two men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take him out for a nice crab dinner. For some, uh, what, what, what are those? Crab Ragoon. Crab Ragoon, yeah. <laughs> I actually had Crab Green recently. It's good. Um, one recently that we had, we were watching uh, Butcher Baker. Nightmare Baker. Baker. Yes. And Bill Paxton showed up in it. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Bill Paxton's in the fucking crazy, crazy shit. He's had a, he had a crazy career. I love Bill Paxton, though. What's like, uh, there's like these, it's like two actors who are in like fucking everything. Help me. Oh, Cameron Mitchell? Cameron Mitchell. And George C. Scott? No. No. Uh,. What's his fucking name? Fuck. Christopher George? No, he's in a lot of shit. Too. A lot of shit too. He's in Berserker. That's the one that comes to mind. Oh, Buck Flowers. Yeah, Buck Flowers. Yeah. Buck Flowers. I'm never surprised when they show up, though. No, but it's just like, you really, like. <laughs> I can give you a, 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 the opposite example of this one. Uh, like a a non, like, bigger name shows up in a weird movie. Okay. Um, Hop Hawk in fucking Blade Runner. Yeah, what the fuck? The Power in the Blood. Power in the Blood. From Hack Lantern. And the scuzzy mayor from Dolomite is in, is in fucking Blade Runner. It's insane. It isn't is it? insane. It's like, so fucking funny. Well, an- another example again. I haven't seen the movie yet. It's supposed to be coming out through Visual Vengeance. It's a Todd Sheets shot on video movie. That's fucking Rudy Raymore in it. Yeah. What? Mm. What the fuck? Well, it's like when you watch The Burning and like uh, you got a uh, was the guy. I don't know his name. I just know he's from Fra- He's from. Uh, I said Frasier. He's from <laughs> Seinfeld. Oh. Um, when he you know, he's like Jerry. Oh yeah, I know you're talking a little about little bald dude, <laughs> yeah. Jason Alexander. Yeah. Um, what's like the fucking skate videos back in the day had uh, what's his name? Uh, my name is Earl. Oh, Jason Lee. Yeah, well, Jason Lee was like before he was. My name is Earl was like one of the most influential skateboarders of all time. It's crazy though. It's crazy <laughs> to think about that. He was in Video Days. Damn it. <laughs> also, fucking Owen Wilson's and uh, uh, yeah, he's yeah. in yeah, right. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> crazy. Spike Lee directed those. Uh, wait, what? Huh? We're not Spike Lee. Spike Jones. Okay, me. I was about to say, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah Spike Jones. It's crazy. But yeah, thank you, Shrimp Doll. Yeah, thank you for the question. And sorry that we didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah. 
We're not. We're we're definitely not the most schooled people. No, I apologize. <laughs> we're idiots. But last but certainly not least is La Leora Six. I hope I said that right. Let me take this. Let me take. Look a at that. Uh, hover over it. Layla Orr. Layla Orr Six. Layla Orr Six. Yes. Hey, chaps, what are some of your favorite female antagonists in extreme cinema? Mm. Mine would be Betty in Necromantic, Good Asami in Audition, and Krusty in Boredom, and Anji in The Angel's Melancholy. Wouldn't be mad if you did an episode on the topic either. Could be a cool episode. That would be a very cool episode. What's like, I know uh, there's that box set and book about, like, you know... Um, was it House of Psychotic Yeah, Women? House of Psychotic Women. Like, the, like that's pretty, like, fucking, like, fascinating <clears throat> in itself. You definitely named a couple of mine. Asami in addition. Yeah. Sure. She's amazing. Uh, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a deep cut, I think. Um... Oh, folks, god damn it. And he lost it. <laughs> but I, but yeah, I saw me in audition. The reason I really like her character a lot is because, like, you know, she's not necessarily, you can't say she's justified in her actions, but her feelings and emotions she's 100% justified in because, one, she was abused, you know. Yeah. So she doesn't trust men as it is. But then the man that she falls in love with is a manipulative piece of shit as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's a, a great fucking choice. I mean, ironically, the one like I was going to go with, and I, the name of the movie slipped my mind, but it's sitting over there, so I got it. Is the leads in uh, "Don't Deliver Us from Evil"? Oh, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking mean, dude. They're nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking. Oh my god, the movie's infuriating, but it's great. It is great. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned Krusty and Mortem, but I'd yeah. also say Krusty and Penance. Yeah. Um, I think her character is very deep in penance as well. Yeah, She's absolutely. an irreprehensible piece of shit, but there's a piece of her that you're like, I do want to know more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? What's like, oh, uh, was it a baby from uh, House of Thousand Corpses and the whole trilogy? Mm. Is that her name? Baby, yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, I, th- I do feel like that's a role that uh, Sherry Moon did that was really fucking good. I still think she does great as that character. The two leads in Bay's Moy I've always realized. Oh, too. yeah. They're... Just insane. Yeah, and there's all the things they do are irreprehensible. <laughs> um, I need to rewatch that one. I got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, what's her name? She's a really famous French actress from Inside. Oh, she's also in Lux Eterna. Uh, but for, some, for some reason, my brain says Charlotte Gainsbourg, but that's not right. No. I don't think. It's like Brigitte something. Yeah, I know you're talking about. You pull, you pull it up. Yeah, but yeah, especially in Inside, she is uh, fucking amazing. Her character is like terrifying, but at the same time, like hauntingly sad. Yes, even um, though, like again, she's you can't like excuse her actions, especially no. not that movie. Uh, is it Beatrice Dolly? Beatrice Dolly, yeah. yes, she is so good in that movie. Yeah, and she's great in fucking Lux Eterna as well. She is very good. She plays herself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, fucking incredible role. Mm-hmm. Inside is like, do have we talked about Inside? I think we have. Pretty sure we have. Oh my God, we've done high tension, irreversible. Yeah, surely we've talked inside. We, I had, we had to look, but I'm, I'm sure we have. Right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've pretty much covered the French extremity pretty well. I think the only one we yeah. have covered is like Calvair, Calvair, and like there's like there's a couple, there's of a couple deeper yeah, cuts, yeah, yeah. but yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's a, there's a few. Um, there's more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely like a, a shit ton more. Oh, the girl in the fan. I don't want to say why. That's a spoiler. Oh yeah, it's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> but 
Yeah, that movie's so fucking good. And she's amazing. Yeah, she does an incredible fucking job in that movie. Haunting. Also, Necromantic to an extent. Necromantic 2. <laughs> yeah, Necromantic 2. My, my favorite one. <laughs> Which, which might be a deep cut. I, don't, I mean, not deep cut, but a hot take. I don't think so. I think that's kind of the popular opinion nowadays. Really? Is that Necromantic 2 is better than Necromantic. I, f- like, I, I don't know. It feels weird. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people used to hate that fucking movie. Yeah. But there we go. That's it. Yes. Thank you all so much for the questions. You all are the shit. Yeah, you all are fucking incredible. And so uh, what we're going to do now is I'm going to take a break. Could mm. be a short break. Could be a long break. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out in a couple hours. But I am going to go take a shower and shit and get ready just in case. Oh, God. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yep. Either way, you'll hear this episode sometime soon. So it doesn't matter what Whether what it I comes do. out in... This like, is, bears no like regard to you guys at all, like what's about to happen. It, it, it's going to be a minute or two for you. How long it takes, who knows. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally just for him talking to me, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. So I'm going to, yeah, we're going to take a break and we'll come back. Manokane. Yes. One, two, and we haven't even said the third one is. We, we decided to go with Goodbye Uncle Tom. Yeah. Just because we weren't sure when we'd ever get to talk about that movie again. <laughs> yeah. And it's by old Jack of Patty, so. Jack, Jack off. <laughs> Got him. Got their ass. Their dead careers are dead. Their dead careers are dead. So, yeah. We'll be right back here on Sick on Cinema. 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 <gasps> Join us as a rock and roll band gives its final performance. What can I do for you, Mr. Satan? For our ill-fated travelers chosen to endure a terrifying journey into the darkest regions of the human soul as the forces of good and evil engage in the final conflict. I'll open the gates of hell. And his name is Satan! At stake, the fate of all humans. Have you come to challenge me? Your guide is a powerful, relentless, unspeakable force. A power born in the darkest corner of hell. You may try to run. You may try to scream. Either way, you've bought a one-way ticket to the outer reaches of horror. Join John Philip Law and Cameron Mitchell on this deadly excursion beyond the reaches of sanity. Night Train to Terror. Climb aboard. Your destination is hell. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) What was for you a couple of, uh, you know, maybe a minute or two? Yeah, however long that trailer is. It's like a minute and something. Yeah, for me... Five hours. Five hours. I got literally got called into work on air. So I just want to apologize if I came off brief or uh, unhappy. I can tell immediately as soon as it happened, like the air left the room. Yeah, I know. If if you're if I, if you feel like I did not answer your question properly or if I've seemed off, I do apologize for that. He was actively trying to answer uh, work related stuff. Yeah, on air it. Fucking sucked. And then I get off work. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to be done. Still got to record this podcast, but that's okay because it's all right, right? Mm-hmm. Then open up our group chat. <laughs> and it's flooded with nearly 20 photos of Jamie Gillis. <laughs> and not different photos of Jamie Gillis. <laughs> Just a picture from Water Power. <laughs> Just one. Shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or different terms for <laughs> I'm not even a fan of Jamie Gillis. I don't like the man. Oh, God. I know that's going to make Herschel upset, and I do apologize, but... <laughs> the, dude, the dude was a piece of shit. <laughs> There's no denying that. He was a rapist. <laughs> he was a piece of shit, man. <laughs> shit. You going to make it? No. Pterodactyl. <laughs> So we're like Brent Hines at that one festival. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. Yeah, I apologize if the answers were shitty or brief or abbreviated. He was actually contemplating suicide on air. Yeah, yeah. You, you heard my life flash before my eyes. <laughs> it was almost over. Yeah, we're here to talk monogamy. <laughs> talk about life flash before your eyes. Yeah. Literally life flash before your eyes. <laughs> as real as it gets, Matt. <laughs> monogamy. Is it? It's supposed to be. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, so the mon- the the Mondo genre began with Mondo Kane. Um, there's all kinds of Mondo movies, though. There's Mondo Magic. There's Africa Blood and Guts. There's Mondo New York. There's oh my god, Mondo Elvis. Mondo Elvis. The, <laughs> have you have you heard of that one? Yeah. There's like the nudie cutie movies that are kind of like are considered Mondo films. Oh, was it like Women of the World? Something Women like that? of the World, shit like that. And then you had the like the shockumentary stuff that came later yeah. with like Shocking Asia. And even with the directors like Renee Wisner, you know the genre is still going. Yeah. Um, not and, like it used to be, and like we talked about earlier with uh, Sarasaki. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mondo is a very influential genre, very much so, and for better or for worse, I'd yeah, say, and a very unique genre, I would say. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's what we're here to we're here to talk about this. We're starting from quite literally the beginning. The beginning, 1962, which is very early. For very. Us. We don't usually cover anything out of the 70s. Usually not. <laughs> There's been some rare. Uh, times where we have though this is Mondo Kane directed by and are you ready to hear these names get absolutely mutilated let's fucking hear it <laughs> everybody's about to cringe ghoul <laughs> we're already we're starting hot we're starting hot baby <laughs> I don't know how you say this dude <laughs> let me see it Julietirio Jacopetti <laughs> just say Jacopetti Paulo Cavara and Franco E. Prosperi. Yes. Those are the godfathers of Mondo. The two that usually get more, most attributed to it is Jacopetti and uh, Prosperi. Prosperi. There's probably another way of saying it, but again, we are two southern dum-dums. With barely any schooling. <laughs> yeah, we got a high school education. We don't got a whole lot of schooling. Man, I did, it does suck that we covered that in a... Uh, Kind of throwing together episodes. Mild symptoms. <laughs> bring, bring it back. <laughs> hey, we can do some re-reviews on mild oh symptoms. Oh my god! But um, yeah. we've we've seen Nostril Picker so many times that we could probably do a full episode on it alone. I love that movie. Yeah, it's fucking great. I genuinely love it. <laughs> it's goofy. You just gotta you just gotta think of your favorite song. What's your favorite song? Uh, London Bridge is falling down. Who? 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 Whose favorite song is that? Pass. 1820. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about Nostra Yeah, no, no. We're talking about Mondo Kane. Mondo Kane. Yes. Mondo Kane. <laughs> okay, how, how do we approach this, John? How, I mean, I guess the best thing is, like, what is Mondo Kane, right? I mean, Mondo Kane is essentially 
a real look around the world. Yeah, sort different of. cultures, different groups, different, you know, just different rituals, just, different, you know, d- traditions around the world. Yeah, cultures, all kinds of things like that, you know, from around the world that, that encompasses many things here. That's complete know. and utter bullshit. <laughs> now, I think the first one's not as much complete and utter bullshit. But we'll get to that. Um, Matt has some real hot takes on Monoconomy. I feel like I'm just going to be quiet and just let Matt just fucking go off. Go off. Oh God. But uh, I don't. I don't know. This is a tough one. Like when we picked Monoconomy, I was like, how the fuck we talk about Monoconomy? I feel like we've got, definitely got more to say about the last film. Oh, for sure, for sure. But when it comes to the Monoconomy series, I mean, it's kind of just like. You know, a variable of real, fake, whatever, of just like just, just footage. And it's interesting too because I feel like the reputation of Monokane far exceeds what the films really are. Yeah, it's like it's like the first one gets brought up in a lot of like different like disturbing films lists and stuff, right? Which I can see that to an extent. It's so tame by today's standards. It's though. so tame. Like you know, we announced Monokane, people were very excited about it, and I feel it's because like me, they watched it back in the day and hadn't really yeah. watched it in a long time, and and don't quite have this memory of what it really is. See, I had never seen Monokane 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. This was my first time watching both of them. Yeah. As, I mean, as well as, you know, Goodbye Uncle Tom, which we'll, we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe maybe it's coming. this is coming from me because, you know, seeing like shockumentaries and mm-hmm. other Mondo films that came out later. This, at least the first one. There's not much to it, man. There really isn't. Like, you know, I got the case here because it helps explain the segments in it. But you got the uh, the funeral of the Italian actor. Yeah. There's not much there. Uh, the Latin lovers. I don't remember that. I don't that. remember that one. Man hunting in the New Guinea, which is just a bunch of chicks chasing a dude. Oh, yeah. Something that like, ripped the clothes off the dude or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The pig feast. That's probably the first like bad thing in the movie. Yeah. Where like they just cut the shit out of those pigs. Yeah, it's pretty rough. That's pretty grim. Um then you got the dog cemetery. Mm. Which is like, you know, I I do believe that is real. Like I, there is such things as pet cemeteries, of course. But those people are so clearly actors in that scene. Yeah. Cause they're like doing just dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Like setting up little dinners for them and shit like that. It's like like that might happen, but this clearly is not real. Well, it's like I have definitely heard of like funeral practices around the world for you know people mm-hmm. where like they even like <clears throat> will dig people you know the relatives up, right, and like have like a dinner with their like bodies and stuff. Not eat the, you know what I mean. And I just I don't know it, it a lot of a lot of the stuff in these movies are so fucking fake. Yeah, that like it, like to me it's the elephant in the room when it comes to the first two Monocanes and the, well there's two elephants in the room one is fake shit one is racism. <laughs> That's a picture. I don't know how much we're gonna touch on the the other elephant right now. Um, when it comes to the racism, the, yeah. Uh, Goodbye, Uncle Tom. Well, I'm talking about just all three of these movies. They all three have some racist shit. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I don't know. I see. Like, you, like, I'm just like looking through it. And I can't even remember half this shit. 
like drunken Germany, Japanese hangover remedy, death in Asia, Hawaii. They go to Hawaii so many goddamn times in these movies. They fucking love Hawaii. The cult of the cargo planes. I remember nothing. Like, the worst stuff in the movie is the animal cruelty stuff. Yeah. Which is the pig bludgeoning mm. scene and the beheading of the cow. Yeah. And there's a scene where they go to a place where they eat dog, or supposedly eat dog. Yeah, which, again, if real, yeah, is rough. And snakes. They eat snakes in the movie, too. Which yeah. We know that's a thing, because we watched Calamity of Snakes. <laughs> yes. But I just, I don't know, like, again, you're you're going through it, I'm like, don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Don't remember that at all. But and I, and I feel like that's kind of the kind of a problem when it comes to us tackling that kind of stuff, which makes me so glad we pulled out of the idea of doing the traces. Death, oh yeah. my god, we would have been fucked. <clears throat> well, it's like it was interesting too, because like you know, once we both had watched Monokane one, you were you came up to me and you're like. What's the point of these movies, right? Yeah. And my thing is, like, their point don't exist no more. No, because, like, within, like, 10, 15 years after their making, like, that kind of just became, like, National Geographic. Like, what you gotta think about is, like, when Monokani was made, the world was so much bigger. Yeah. Like, other states could be foreign to people. Mm-hmm. You know, let alone another country and another culture. Oh, yeah. So it was, like, to go to the theater to see... A world completely different than yours was, you know, not common. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like that was that was a point of it was to it was to see, and and not just like because like yeah sure you could probably like read about it in books and stuff like mm. that, but see see it in an unflinching, unedited, you know, real way. Yeah. You know, the warts and all. That was you know exciting to people and that's why yeah. Monokane was so fucking successful yeah you know it was very successful well it's like I see it's point right mm-hmm. but I guess for me it's just like I don't know if I understand it's like importance now like I understand like it's importance on other movies and what it the genre would become but as its own like like the the first two like as individual movies I just don't know what where it has to stand what where it should stand anymore I don't know cuz like you know we were talking about it cuz it's like you know back then it was hard to see this shit and now it's like I want to know I want to know what it's like to live in Mongolia let me just google that yeah and I can find 900 articles and probably 200 YouTube videos all about Mongolia. oh yeah you know but that wasn't a thing back then you know mm. but what you're talking about like where it's standing is now I think it's just a time capsule yeah, and I mean, and that's fair. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I guess it's also weird to see it as like a time capsule too, because like when you do think about how much stuff they do fake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, it's like, like it, that's the thing. It's like I just don't know what's real and what isn't in these movies. The second one, I think it's very obvious. Yes, the second one gets ridiculous. Like the fucking headbutting thing, mm, which yeah. is uh, it's funny, but it's like fuck me. Or the slap. Well, we'll get into that when talking about Monocon yeah. too. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a strange film to try to cover. Like I don't have that many notes on it because I'm like, well, what the fuck do I? This is probably the week where I took the least amount of notes. Mm-hmm. 
and again, it's like I like they're sitting over there. I I don't even know why I'm even fucking take them anymore. But <laughs> well, like the only note, my, like the only note I really made was the music, which was is Rizzo Alani. Yes, and the music is amazing. Like the dude, I'm pretty sure won an Oscar for it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on the back too. Yeah, you know, this was a big movie. Yeah, and for a reason, you know, it it's relevance. Like, its relevance now, like, I guess it doesn't really have anything to do with its, you know, how important it was then. Mm-hmm. Because it did open up doors for people to make movies similar to this. I mean, just like, you know, Romero mm-hmm. and, you know, Not Living Dead, Monokane created a whole genre. Yeah. You know? There may have been stuff that was very similar to Mondo films before Mondo Kane. Yeah. But calling something Mondo blank began with Mondo Kane. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, you got Mondo Mad. You got shit's not even Mondo. You got, what is, uh, John Waters has a Mondo. What is it? Oh, uh, Mondo Trasho. Mondo Trasho. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's like, you know, that in its own right is a piece of pop culture. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The term Mondo, you know. Mm. I don't. I don't know, like... So the first one, like, it definitely has, like, stuff in it that's interesting, but pinpointing that out without, like, actually looking at it is just really hard. And yeah. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I don't want to disappoint anyone who was, like, super excited for this. Well, I mean, I think, I feel like we're talking about it's, like, you know, to talk about it, it's more about talking about its legacy and its, like, place in history. More so, yeah. like, when you talk about a movie like Monokane or, like, Faces of Death or mm. even, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really talking about the movie itself. Yeah. I mean, it is shot well. I mean, it's very, yes. it's a very grand film. That's one thing I will say, like right off the bat, when it comes to these, is they are shot incredibly well, mm-hmm. and they and the music in the first one is fucking incredible. Yeah, music in all three of these is incredible. Yeah, they're all three Rizzoralani scores, and they're soaring and huge and yeah, grandioso. You know, they're fucking incredible. Yeah. But I I don't know I don't, I just I don't know what else to say about the first one. Yeah, you definitely had a rougher week with this than I think I did. Yeah, because I guess for me it was just like like the first when I watched the first one I was like oh okay you know whatever. Hmm. And then like after the second one I was like hmm <laughs> hmm. And then I watched Goodbye Uncle Tom. Then you're like hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then. I, I have a lot of opinions that Matt watching Mondo Gane series. This is a load of barnacles. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Mondo Gane 2. Yeah, which, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. We said that so much. That should be like a catchphrase for us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We're, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I do like Mondo Gane, the first one. Yeah. I don't think it's the most entertaining of the series. Definitely not. But I do feel like, you know, like I said, like it is a piece of pop culture history. You know, it's a piece of cinematic history. Yeah. It's a time capsule of a, a bygone era that t- does not exist no more. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Watch all those old people going to Hawaii and just being fucking gobsmacked. Huh. That there's different people. Yeah, there, yeah, there's people who don't, that aren't just fucking 
<laughs> mayonnaise wad. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that shit's entertaining, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's definitely nowhere near as extreme as you think it is. No. Because outside of the animal killing and the bullfighting scene, mm. it's not a lot to it. You're not going to see a lot of dead bodies like you think you're going to see. No. You know, and, and that's the interesting thing, too, because like when it came down to like the criticism of the Mondo movies, not Mondo Conigan specifically, but yeah. Mondo as a genre, you know, you got Diodato who really took aim at it with Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. You know, his whole thing was like, oh, you know, they were like <laughs> manipulating people to do shit. Yeah. To make the movies exciting, and that was in uh, for Diodato. That was his like big fuck you to mm-hmm. uh, Prosperi and uh, Jacopetti. Jacopetti, yeah, yeah. They sent your word, Carl York, and you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like, I feel like it's more like these movies are way more like important for what they. Inspired, I guess. Absolutely, I agree with that one hundred percent. Because, like, without these movies, there is no Cannibal Holocaust, and Cannibal Holocaust, like, I feel like outlives these movies completely. And I'm, I'm sure for some people that might be blasphemy, but yeah, I don't know. That's just how I see it. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Like I said, like the purpose of these films just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you know, like it is interesting to see a guy like Renee Wisner and like Kiyotaka Sarasaki yeah. still ca- tackling these genres. But if you've ever seen Renee Wisner's work, it's not the same as Mono Kane. It's a lot different. Yeah, he's exploring more of the morbid side of mm-hmm. that reality. That is just a stark look at it. Yes, there's no narration or anything like that. It's just a just a look in at mm. a place. Yeah. yeah, same thing with Surasaki. You know, um, where Bonacani has a very over the top. I would I would all argue corny. Yeah. Narrator. <laughs> Very corny. Mondo Kane. <laughs> like, God, it, it's hard. At I times got, it makes me think of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Dude, for fucking for real. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it's the second one he starts doing puns and shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The I'm second like, one's ridiculous, <sighs> but again, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's killing me. I don't know. It's interesting. It's inter- I, I do recommend watching the first Monokane, for sure. I, I recommend watching all three of these so you can have your own opinion. Mm-hmm. And to understand, like, especially to understand where where I'm going to be coming from later, I feel like, mm-hmm. watching these, if you haven't already. Yeah, I feel like when we get to that one, I'm just going to be like, and the floor is yours. Oh, uh, with a... Uh, Goodbye. Yeah. Because, like, I have things to say about it, but not like you do. Yeah. I don't know, that movie pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We've said that a lot. Stick on cinema. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I just burped and I like puked in my mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh! You need a second? No, nah, I'm good. It's that it's that daily style Slim Jim I had at work. <laughs> oh. Daily style? Mm-hmm. How was that? It's okay. I mean, <laughs> tastes like Slim Jim. <laughs> At this point, I almost feel like we're talking about anything but the first Mondo Kane. No, I think we're just wrapping up Mondo Kane. Okay. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying I recommend it. Yeah, I mean... If I recommend- nothing else, just for the music. Yes. But I guess at the same time, you could just find the soundtrack and listen to it. But-, but I think for what it is and for like a snapshot in time that doesn't exist anymore, yeah. it is an interesting film to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's 62. Like, you know, we always talk about this where it's like, you know, it takes the middle to the end of a decade before it really finds its own voice. Yeah. Like, the early 80s still kind of feels like the late 70s. Mm. The, late, the early 70s still kind of feels like the late 60s. Yeah. You know, so in this 
this feel is you know it feels like the like the late fifties. So it's like it's just a unique thing to look at and like what the world was like then. Something else I'll say too is these are shot in color too. Yes, which um, I'll say like. For like the early '60s, still was not the most prevalent thing. Yeah, and they're huge. Like the scope of these movies. Oh yeah, gigantic. They're all like I'm pretty sure like like I imagine seeing this on like an IMAX screen would be incredible. Yeah, like it'd be like blow your fucking ass out looking, you know. Yeah, and and I could be wrong. Are are these like ultra wide as well, or is that just goodbye? I think that's just good. Let me check. Okay. What is the aspect ratio on this motherfucker? One thirty-three-one. Is that like? I, I think it's widescreen. I'm. I'm not. I used to be more versed than my uh, aspect ratios mm. than I am now. Yeah, I. I know nothing. I used to know a lot about it, but I haven't thought about that in a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. I, I understand that, especially when everything is. It's like it's just like 1080. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in full frame or widescreen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like it. All right. Back to sleep. She goes. <laughs> She's been on one today, man. But anyway, like, yeah, just just watch them for yourself. I feel like mm-hmm. let's get into Monokane two. Okay, so Monokane one was such a success and was very popular that like the very next year they were like, let's do it again. Which okay, already should be a red flag. Yes, because to travel the world and film that much shit. Hmm. Shouldn't take essentially less than a year because they came out a year apart. Yeah. So they didn't film this stuff for even a year. No. You know, like... I feel like the real stuff in this one was already filmed. hmm And the other shit was completely made the fuck up. And, and it's something very important to remember when you're watching these is that they, they are Italian. Yeah. Which means they do not film or record audio yeah audio is added always in post no matter what no matter what language the people in the movie are speaking it is always done after that's just the way italian cinema has always been done and i say that because the bullshit begins from frame one yes so the movie opens with them talking about how like monokane got in trouble for all the dog stuff in the first movie Mm. so they're gonna put all the dog stuff up front so the, the uk censors can cut it all out if they want to right yeah and the whole thing is like oh but this is the uk where you know they cut the vocal cords of the dogs so that they'd be more subservient and less loud yeah but it's so obviously fake italian blood because italian blood is very unique to its own self yeah on a towel, and they've dubbed in muted dog barks. Yeah. So immediately, you're stepping into way more bullshit than Monokane 1. Yeah, it's immediately straight into bullshit artistry. Mm-hmm. They do show a dog having surgery. Yeah, they do. Which is real. But yeah. But, like, the scenes of the dog's been like, <laughs> it's so obviously fake. Yeah. That it's like, all right, so this is where we're going. <laughs> this is how we're starting. Yeah, and, and also... The, and the train don't stop. <laughs> no, it just keeps burrowing down that fucking track and it, it oh god I'm just trying not to like just be like fuck fuck these guys it's hard it's hard for me yeah cause then the very next scene is like this fashion show where people are like dyeing their dogs the same color as their clothes yeah and I'm like this ain't real either no like this ain't real and like the the, the way they portray like dogs in America, right? Is the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. It's like I'm sure there's some people who take shit to an extreme when it comes to things, and it's, and of course that's not okay. Yeah. 
But who the fuck is painting their dog's fur to look like to have to be the same color as their uh, fucking clothes? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody then and nobody now. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's like something you'd see in like Zoolander. Yeah. It's so over the top. You know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. And then you get some shit about wigs. Yeah. Whether people are buying like wigs have become so coveted or something like that. I didn't even really understand what the hell they were talking about there. Yeah. Then you got the police and drag thing, which is like, I don't think this is real either. No, they think This is something that. that's done in movies. Yes. <laughs> Not, no, no one's ever actually done that in real life. Not that I can think of anyway. And then like, oh my God. And then they'll take things that are real. Yeah. Like Day of the Dead in Mexico. Mm. And they'll do the dumbest shit with it. <laughs> Oh, God. Because it's like, yeah, they eat candy out of a real human skull. No, they fucking don't. I paused the movie, right? Yeah. And I was like, let me just fact check this. <laughs> Which they, you couldn't have done back then. Yeah. You just had to believe this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, there lies the racist problem with these films. Yes. You couldn't even disprove this racist shit they were saying. <laughs> oh, my God. So I paused it t- t- and it Googled. Day of the Dead, traditions, real human skull. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Of course. Because why would they do that? And they have like a like a, a, a like a fondant made uh, human body that's been dissected and they're eating it and shit like that. And it's like they're taking Day of the Dead literally. And the yes. ideal of the sugar skull. Literally. Literally. Which a sugar skull is literally just a block of sugar shaped like a skull. Yes. <laughs> Or it's, or it can just be a style of face paint that a lot of people, you know, wear for Day of the Dead. And then the next two segments, I thought were even dumber. Oh god! I know there are places that eat bugs. Oh my god! You talking about the fucking bug burrito or whatever? The fucking bee burrito. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Like I know there are places that eat bugs. Yes. I know this. I know that it can be cuisine. And I even know in Mexico that they do have candy bugs. That is yeah, real. Yeah. Like, there was a friend of mine in school. His name was Antonio. He he brought suckers to school that had, like, scorpions in them. Mm-hmm. Which, again, are... that that That's a real thing. Yeah. To, oh, God. In this, though, they're, they, they're like, all right, Mexicans eat burritos. <laughs> yeah. And they're filthy, so they eat bugs. You know, like, oh not my, my words, God. their words. Although I don't know if they said that. I'm putting words in their mouth. I'm sure I, they did. I'm sure they did. I'm oh. sure they did that so instead of a bunch of other So you get this scene shit. of this guy just dipping his hand in honey. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of bug. It looks like a bee to me. It looks like bees, wasps, or something. And they just smearing bugs all over this burrito and they're eating it. Bullshit. Bullshit. But then it gets even dumber. Because then you <laughs> got people who are like, you know, and even in some countries, people are using bugs as fashion. And you have bejeweled bugs and people are wearing them on their dresses and shit. I'm like, that ain't real. This is no. none of, Nothing you're showing us right now is real. We have gone nearly 20 minutes this movie and nothing is real. No, everything's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> like, somehow they went from the first one, which, again, was celebrated by people right Mm -hmm. to the second one immediately becoming absolute fucking bullshit artists and then you get (laughs) my favorite segment where these people go to Hawaii oh my again they love that was just an excuse for them to go to fucking Hawaii it's probably just using footage from the last time they were in Hawaii they didn't use they just narrated over it god and and these people are getting mud baths which is something that they do (laughs) god this is a rub the video you fucking sent me (laughs) Got her ass. <laughs> fucking got her ass. People do do mud baths. That is yes. a thing that people do. But the narrator says, and I quote, they're bathing in the radioactive mud. Bullshit. What do you mean? 
What do you mean by that? Get out of here. No one's bathing. Like, we're, this is the 60s. We know about radiation at this point, and we know what radiation can do. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen what it does, especially after we fucking dropped the nuclear bomb. Right? Yeah. So we know what that shit does. You're going to sit here and fucking tell me that people are going to be ba- that are bathing in radioactive mud for like it's supposed to, supposed to be some kind of health benefit or something. You're full of shit. Yeah. And, and, and after that I started losing my attention because this movie is a lot long, is longer than the first one. No, it actually ain't. Shorter. Is it? No, this is 95 minutes. This movie's not 95 minutes. No, it's like it's like hour 40 something. Yeah. Bullshit artist blow underground. Because after the Hawaiian mud thing, I, I didn't was give a shit. But you have Save the Hat Week, which was so stupid. What was even that? I don't That's remember. all the people with the fucking hats that had like moss in them and shit like that. Yeah. Instant food, which is just more chicanery when it comes to the narration. Yeah. They're saying such bullshit during that when it's clearly just like a like a place where you can put money in and get a sandwich out of it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you'll never know what you'll get or something like that. Bullshit. Like you're lying. <laughs> This is not gotcha pond for food. You got the scenes, which some of the more interesting stuff in the movie with the 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 faith stuff with the people who like have like the spears and stuff in them. Yeah, and like uh, the uh, fucking uh, what's it called? Flatulent themselves. Oh, the, yeah, 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 the flatulence. Yeah, that stuff was interesting. Fakerus, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Saigon, I don't remember what happened in Saigon. Uh, I don't know. The Buddha suicide is some of the most famous footage ever. I'm pretty sure that was real, is it not? Oh, it's 100% real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> White flamingos, birds and fish. Man, this all sounds exciting, don't it? Like, how do yeah. you have all that crazy shit and in the middle you do this? Yeah, it's like the most iconic footage in the second one and probably in, in the entire series is not even halfway through. Yeah. Like, the movie drags. That's the problem with Monokane 2. It's like, it starts out so insane. And, and such bullshit artistry, yeah. That it's, it's, it's it, like you're blown away by how crazy it is, and then it just drags in the middle. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you finally get some more crazy shit, which is the people ramming their head into the. Yeah, but it's bullshit. And then the slapping orchestra. Yeah, which is hilarious. It is hilarious. Again, Italian blood is so unique. Yeah, that you could tell from a mile away that it's not real blood, especially when there's moments in the first one. And this one that you see real blood. Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference. One thing I will say, um, I do think, despite the fact the middle part of Mondokane 2 yeah. drags, and it is pretty much 100% fake either in the things they've done mm. or had the narrator say, Yeah, I do think Mondokane 2 is more entertaining. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's more entertaining. But the problem is they... They saw the fucking dollar signs. Oh, yeah. And just decided, let's just be real racist. <laughs> let's make this even more racist than the first one <laughs> by coming up with bullshit. Mm-hmm. Again, you, going back to like the, the whole thing with you know Mexico, there's no one using human skulls as fucking dishes to eat candy out of. Yeah. You're full of shit. You're dumb. Yeah. You you knew you knew this. Yeah, they you offer those pull kids the veil in front of people's eyes because it was a different time and no one could look up your fucking bullshit to prove you were wrong. Yeah, nobody could disprove it, except for people who lived there who probably saw this and were like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Or if they saw it, if they saw it, yeah, you know, like 
I don't know. Oh. It, it, it is such a strange thing. Like, Monoconic 2, like, takes chicanery to the next level. And, like, an absurd level. Like, the whole headbutting thing, like, <laughs> it's goofy as it's shit. It's funny as shit. Yeah, it's really funny. But it's like, the, the fucking shots you're getting here are such bullshit. And it's like, everything is based on, like, sort of real shit. Sort of. But just escalated to, uh... The highest degree. Like, yeah, you yeah. said this, like, the, going back to the skull thing. Sugar skull. Mm-hmm. They l- took it literal, literal for the movie. Yeah. It represents the human brain. No, it doesn't. It's like, no, that's not the point at all. <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> I don't think it's being idiots. I think they're just like, you know, if they're just like, and then the children eat little candy skulls, and that's kind of cute. Yeah. That's not going to captivate the audience. They want sensationalism. They want, you know, they want fucking extravaganzas and fucking bullshit, yeah, I, you know? I, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate every second of that bullshit. So I don't hate it. I definitely don't hate it. But what's the whole, like, if it bleeds, it leads bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I, I get it. I get that a more sensational story is going to get more attention. But... Then why why not just take the time to actually put out something worth the shit? Mm. This movie from start to finish is absolute bullshit. Yeah. To the point where like again, I pretty much asked you on air if the Buddhist monk thing was real because I def- <laughs> everything else was so fucking fake. Yeah. And like I don't know, man. It's like this one is like so like fucking like I don't know how to even explain it. Like, not even like fuck you. Yeah. But it's definitely like just like sour grapes about like stuff being cut out of Mondo Kane yeah. one by the censors, especially in the UK, that they double down on so much of this shit. Yeah. Like there's a scene where there's a dog on a pedestal and they're like, Oh, the dog is on the pedestal because they you know, by being up there they're hoping to summon rain. Yeah. It's like, no, y'all put that dog up there. Yeah, y'all put the dog up there just so you can fucking yeah, it's shit. Yeah. So it's like they're doubling down on the dog shit in this one. You know, a lot of the shit they got, like, people, like, was controversial. They, like, double down on it and shit like that. Yeah. They they ramp up the, the violence and the and the nudity and the weirdness and... Mm-hmm. It's it's complete sensationalism is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. propaganda almost. <laughs> yeah, it's absolute fucking... It, it, it's chicanery. Absolute chicanery. Entertaining? Absolutely. But Justifiable? No. <laughs> absolutely not. No. Definitely not. Again, like, I'm sure, like, to a lot of people, I might be sounding like an absolute fucking hypocrite, which I am. Oh, I will well, say that talk, right up front. We say that all the time. Like, again, Camel Holocaust shows real animal death and them killing animals on the screen. Yeah. Again, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> By trying to, like critique the Mondo films Diodato basically did the same shit he did Just yeah like, what are you doing bro but at least he didn't try to say that his movie was real yeah that's true that's true even though people believed his movie was more real than probably they thought Mondo Kane too was real I mean like that's the thing about like again like we're talking about the Carl York stuff in yeah you know Kemp Holocaust right where they're just like oh yeah he had a way of you know getting that footage yeah you know he's like what are you saying like oh this is fake Hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, he paid a ball to do it. Yeah. You know, that's the point. You know? Yeah, it's that's, absolutely that's the point. That's him taking a shot at the Mondo people. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, man. These movies, like, 
drove me fucking crazy this week. Like it, it feels so refreshing to be able to get it off my brain though. <laughs> to be like, oh my god, this is so dumb. Mm. This is so fucking dumb. Like, if like. Like fast forward in time, if these movies came out today, oh yeah, people would be like, like they would be fucking done on Twitter immediately. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're they're done. Yeah, this can't exist no more. No, Ooh. don't ignore that. <laughs> totally wasn't the trailer for this week. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> yeah, like this can't exist anymore. Nor should no. it really. No. The thing is, like, I am totally fine with people. It's, it's, it's again, like you can see a way better version of this, like in the current modern era, with something like even like Planet Earth, <laughs> you know, where yeah, it's like yeah, where, where it, you know that, it showcases yeah. like wildlife and stuff like that. Well, Not like, necessarily again, the human like, aspect. Again, but, it's just so different, right? Yeah, like we can watch movies from Uganda now. Yeah, to see what it's like over there. Hmm. You know, like they make some wild ass movies. They make some wild ass movies, and I'm not saying that's what Uganda's like. I'm saying like no. we can look in. You can get a look into like what their entertainment is like and what mm. their cultures are like. You know. Yeah. If you want to know what it's like to live in Japan, man, there's so many fucking YouTube channels that ain't even funny. Yes. You we know, watch a lot of them actually. Yeah, actually really good. Yes. You know, you can make friends in Canada mm-hmm. like we do. Like, hey, what's it like up there? Yeah. You can make friends in Mexico. Hey, we what's it like down there yeah exactly you know that's just something that wasn't a thing go in this area like you either travel to these places mm. or you read about them yeah you know yeah so that's why these movies exist for better or for worse i do think they're interesting and i think they are a time capsule and i think they do have a spot in film history yeah sure. i mean i'm not going to sit here and deny that i definitely think these movies have a spot in history and I believe these movies should be on Blu-ray even, mm-hmm. which I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. Um, at the same time, like you cannot look at these as real. No, because they're not. It's so crazy, though. Like, because like like you said, like you constantly hear about like oh Monokane in disturbing yeah. circles or you know your shitty icebergs or your tier lists <laughs> yeah. or your just your lists in general. But you watch these two movies and like they do have their moments. Of course, like the monk, like we said, the pigs in the yeah. first one, the dog stuff, yeah, the cow beheading, um, some of the like the ritual stuff with people like um, hurting themselves yeah. and shit like that. You know, self mutilation rituals and stuff like that. Yeah. That stuff is extreme, but it, it, it's it's just bookended by so much stupidity yeah, that, <laughs> it, that these movies almost become a comedy. Almost. They are really like yeah. I, I feel like they're definitely supposed to be. Yeah, but again, that wasn't the original intent, though. I guess not. I, I feel like humor was always supposed to be there. Yes, humor was always supposed to be there, but I feel like these movies' intent weren't wasn't supposed to be like, <laughs> look at all this bullshit. Yeah, it was l- literally like, we're, we're going to present this as real. Yeah, and pull a fucking veil over everyone's eyes. It is interesting, like how, like you know, Mondo Kane begot faces of death, faces of death begot traces of death. Yeah, like it got boiled down to like it's like barest of essence yeah which is shock yep right because like Motokane was supposed to be more than just shock you're supposed to like see things you're supposed but, to see the world yeah exactly but it was just about like shock let's shock the audience mm-hmm. and that became shit like traces of death yeah faces of gore and you know which would become like md pope and fucking yeah. you know like <laughs> it's kind of crazy like how like the family tree goes down like there is a through line from Motokane yeah to md pope yeah 
And that seems fucking insane, but it's the case. It's what it is. Yeah, there's a through line from Mondo Kane 1 and 2 all the way to, like, Registros Fatais. Yeah. And fucking um, Best, best uh, was it, like, what was the name of the, the like, the Best of Best score or whatever? Oh, fucking, Best of the YMC? Oh, yeah, Best of the YMC and shit like that. Like, there's a third, there's a line there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, if Mondo Kane didn't exist, those would Hell, there's exist. a third line from that to fucking Rotten.com. Yeah. I'm not saying they wouldn't exist, but, it, you know, I don't know if that door would been open the way it was no definitely not um again i'm not saying that mono kane is that because it's definitely not no but that's what it begot but it definitely i don't feel like those things would exist without faces of death yeah faces and faces of death was essentially japan being like hey we want our own mondo movie because they do well here yeah here's some money make it yeah you know, <laughs> well, that's that's how uh, Killing of America was made too. Yeah, the Mondo and like the Mondo movies did insane in Japan, and then even more so, the death films. Yeah, did insane in Japan. What's well, like they did super well in Mexico as well, mm-hmm. because like, like even up until like you know pretty recently, like Mexico had Alarma magazine, Alarma, yeah, which was like essentially just real death and true, porn. yeah. <laughs> Real death and like at the very least softcore. Mm-hmm. Some real Peter Soto shit right there. <laughs> Peter Soto. Oh my god. What but the uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's Monokane one and Monokane two. You know, and then when it came time to pick the third film, we're like, well, there is no Monokane three. No. So it was like, do we do Africa Audio? Yeah. Which we did think about pretty heavily. We did. But then it also came about like, well, Africa Audio is literally just Monokane 1 and 2, but now it's in Africa. It's in Africa and it's way longer. Yeah. So it was like, fuck, do we really want to watch another one just like that? Or do we want to take something from the, which is also done by Jacopetti and them. Yeah. Or do we want to take something that's them and takes the Mondo ideal but does something different with it? And a movie that like, we've never really figured out how to get in yeah. to the podcast like what do we put it in you know what I mean I mean so, we could have done an episode just called racism <laughs> slaves you know like but, slavery but you know today's like, lesson slavery oh god so but we feel like this was a good way to break up this episode too so it's not just us being like i don't know man shit happens shit happens (laughs) you know it's bullshit so to talk about something that actually does kind of have a plot and is you know a fictitious fictitious film though based on real events yeah um so we decided to go with 1971's epic i mean i think you can't say that about it (laughs) goodbye uncle tom which what is Goodbye Uncle Tom? For those who don't know, Goodbye Uncle Tom essentially is directed once again by Jacopetti and uh, fucking Prosperi. Prosperi, and essentially they're them. If they went back in time and made a Mondo film or a documentary during uh, the American slave, slave trade, yeah. So it takes place in the South. It mm. takes place on the plantations, and we follow groups. They go around each area. Well, they also go to like uh, um, other countries where they're kidnapping slaves. You know, people people to be slaves. Mm-hmm. We get a little a little bit of that, like on like ships and stuff. Yeah, and we follow them as they go through and kind of learn about slavery and what it's like and mm. the ter- the terrible atrocity that it is and you know and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. Where to begin? The beginning. So this this movie again 
this movie acts like it is a anti-racist movie. It wants to be an anti-racist movie because I honestly believe. Again, someone can fact check me. I'm sure because we don't do research on this fucking page. You on this uh, fucking podcast? No. <laughs> so why would we? Why would we? Um, <laughs> that's terrible. That's the laziest thing you could ever say. Why would you? Why would we? Um, from Mondo, you know, Mondo Kane one and two, and probably uh, did Africa audio come before? Goodbye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. I feel like this was their almost like their response to the people be, being like, "Oh, you're racist." I I could see that, but I don't also know. I don't know what the reception. I don't know if people were like, "You're racist" at that time or not. I mean. Again, I, again, I can't sit here and say for fact. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say fact because that that that's that, that's a strong word. This is kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. It feels like it feels like to me that this movie was supposed to be them being like, "No, we're not racist," mm-hmm. and they did the most racist fucking shit you can ever imagine. Now, when they go, <laughs> oh my god. The thing about it is, oh, I'll interject God. here a little bit, let you get gather your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing about it is, like, with this film, is like, you know, you want you when you watch a movie like this, like I remember it, like, because I this is only like the second or third time I've ever seen this yeah. movie, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. Like in my head, I was like, oh, it's this like epic, that's a you know anti-slavery, which you know I think everybody should be anti-slavery yeah, and anti-racist, yeah. but like it's something that shouldn't have to be said. But you know, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, it has to be. But like this anti-slavery film, and like you know, really damning what it was, and hmm. damning you know the practice and everything that was around it. But when you when I watched it this time, what really struck me more than anything was just how exploitive yeah. the film. Like this movie is not just this like epic on the same scale as say a show or a miniseries like Roots mm-hmm. that tackles the same themes and the same ideals. Well, even something like Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which even it's exploitation. Yes, it is exploitation. But I would I would go out on a limb and say it's at least somewhat tasteful. Yeah, this film is beyond bad taste. It. Goes and this ain't just us being like, oh, PC. No, we're woke kind of people. I fucking hate that. Term, I do too. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're that's not us. That's not what we're doing. No, you know what I mean, like, we're looking at it. One of our favorite movies of all time is Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is looking at it as a, in a critical eye. Yeah, the film it, it lives in a world of exploitation that it should not revel in. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially when this movie's whole sta- this, this, this whole take is, oh, slavery was... So, it's horrible, it's bad. Let's have actual slaves be in our fucking movie. Well, we haven't got into that yet. <laughs> but they did. They did. They fucking did. Yeah, well, to, to kind of clear that up a little bit, basically the way this film was made, it was made in Haiti. Yeah. And um, what they did was... They became good friends with the leader of Haiti at the time, who was a pretty ruthless dictator. Fun. Who essentially did mandate, basically, that like you had to be, you know, in this movie. Pretty much, yeah. So they kinda used like, slave labor. Kind of like North Korea did with, uh, you know, Collision in Korea. <laughs> or uh, even, like, well, I mean, with all their movies. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah. So it's, it's, glorified, it's glorified slavery. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh my fucking god! It's pretty grim. 
But like even taking that out of it, right? I'm just talking about what happens in the movie, right? You know, they are definitely showing you the truths of what happened and at its most unflinching, you know, and fucking most revolting. Yeah. You know. That that's the one thing I will say good about it is that it it does take a look at slavery in like the most like hard hitting way you can right mm. like war like showing you like the worst of it yeah which is all they want to do yeah not and, to say that there was any good shit but you know and it takes a very strangely sexual aspect that's where I was getting at yeah yeah yeah. But, like, in this two-hour movie, I would say 30 to 45 minutes, if not more, is spent on sex with the slaves. Yeah. And it never feels like they're doing it in a, like, how bad this was, how terrible this is. Well, at one point, one of them is supposed to be in bed with a 13-year-old slave. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. I was building to that. You're fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it, right? It always feels like it's shot to be titillating. You know, they're <sighs> definitely, like, they're like they're zooming in on the, the breasticles and the booty kissels and, you know, definitely trying to make it sexy. Yeah. And it's like... This is pretty gross, man. It's very gross. And, like, it's, it is set up where, like, it's either Jacopetti or Parisi, who, like, is in the room with a third, supposed to be a 13 year old slave. Oh, my God. Who is, like, basically been trained to be a sex slave. And it's like, again, it sounds like he's almost into it. Well, he is. Because he's like 13. Whoa, God. Whoa. Fuck well, you shouldn't me. be in here. Uh, don't you want to be with someone in your own kind? Uh, your own kind, by the way. Keyword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My someone fucking your own God. age, your own kind? Uh, no, I want you. Uh, oh, well, we can't tell nobody. And get your fucking filming it, for and one. It's, and it's like, th- that is one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen. It's horrific. Like, and it feels like that's played for comedy. Yeah. What the fuck? This has to be one of the most deplorable movies we've ever talked about <laughs> in this show. It's pretty bad, I won't lie. It's like, there's things about it I do like. Like, when I watch the movie, it's like, it is an epic like there's no denying that there's hundreds of thousands of people in this film and the way they handle certain things and the way they film certain things is legitimately really good yeah it's beautifully shot yes it's it's, it's grim and stark (laughs) and visceral in the way it needs to be you know where it really hits hard at some points like there's a scene very early on where they're talking about their ideology about like slaves and how they're not even real humans yeah and there's like two kids under the table like don't give them no bones yeah you know that shit's like that damn like this is some powerful shit yeah but then they also go to like a strip club thing yeah and you're like, what is... And that's definitely played for comedy, too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, this should not have comedy. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out when we're going to talk about... The elephant in the room? Yeah, the elephant in the room when it comes to this movie. The, the, the Nat Turner stuff at the end of it? The fucking ending of this movie is fucking ridiculous. It is insane. They're... All right, let me sit up here. Oh, he's, he's adjusting. All right. Their their whole solution for the racist bullshit of the whole fucking like you know the slave trade stuff that they've we've spent two hours watching their solution is a goddamn race war yeah yeah 
I instead don't know. of you know bringing up someone like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, or you know these figures that we you know would help p- push forward the civil rights movement, yeah, and equality. Anyway. They go to Black Panthers. Not real Black Panthers. No, God, no. But they're supposed to be Black Panther-like types that are just fucking murdering people. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Don't forget the baby. I mean, that, again, fucking hilarious. Hilarious. And it's like, the opening of this movie is hilarious, too, where the fucking helicopters are blowing shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. People are like, <laughs> like, it's so close to everybody, and everyone's like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, they're just getting blown to shit. <laughs> But again, again, like it's like it's funny to be like, oh, oh you know, think about the baby, and then like it's like <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. But then you have to think about the context. Well, to me, like the whole thing, it's like not even just the context. It's just like, what was the point? There is no like, point. What was the point of this ending? They they could have. What are you it. trying to say? Like, what what is the point here? Like, what what stance are you taking? There is I'm very no confused, point. You know, like like in, in my opinion, I feel like there's no point. Their whole point was to be like, let's make an anti-slavery movie, so people, so it doesn't seem like we're completely racist. <laughs> but they they did. It feels like they didn't know how to fucking end it, so they're just like, eh, fuck it. Mm-hmm. That's something that's going on in America right now with you know you know they're not even American. No, <laughs> but, but, but oh, god damn, I don't. Oh, it's, this movie it's pisses a, me off. It's a very complicated movie to me, I, and it's one of those like like if you follow me on Letterboxd, you notice that I did not rate it because I don't know. I, I really know. don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I hate it. I don't know what I feel about it, really. It, it, it lives in this space of uncertainty for me, because I just don't know. I don't know what the point was. I don't know what the, the message is. If it wasn't for the technicality and a lot of like the very powerful, impactful shit, this movie, for me, would be a fucking dud. It's one of those movies like it's so like it's so bleak. And and dreadful, right? Yeah, like the whole movie, like you just like each scene, you're like, can it get worse? And it does. And it does. It absolutely does. And I think that is good. I think it should be like that. You know what I mean? You know, we should be forced to look at these horrors. Mm-hmm. You know, not just slavery, but like you know the Holocaust and yeah, you know, even like you know, what regardless of your stance on the use of the nuclear bomb in World War Two, we should know what happened. Yeah, you know, we should never sugarcoat. History. What's like, for example, like Jerry Lewis did a movie that has not seen a lot of day called The Day the Clown Cried, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be almost like a comedy, but a very dark comedy in, you know, during the Holocaust. Yes. And Jerry Lewis was like, I'm shelving this and I'm, I don't want it to see the light of day. Mm-hmm. And, and like, because of the backlash that the movie got for its production as well as just not having the funding or all the funds were being spent on, well, booze. <laughs> he liked the drink. He sure did. <laughs> oh, Jerry. No, what is he like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I don't, you know, history should never be sugarcoated. No. You know, we should know, like I said, regardless of your stance on even, like I said, something like the bombing in Japan, right? Yeah. We should know all the horrible things it caused. Yeah, we, we So we understand the consequences. Yeah. Regardless if you think it, we should or shouldn't. I'm not saying one way or another. I don't want to get my politics into this. You know what I mean? No. I mean, I, I, we easily could, but yeah. we're not going to do that. No. But, like, I'm not saying one way or another whether you think it's right or wrong. That's your opinion. I don't care, actually. 
but we should know. Yeah. You know, we should know the horrible things that people have done in the past. Yes. So that, you know, history doesn't repeat itself kind of thing, right? So I feel that, but at the same time, I don't know if that's what this movie's intentions were. Or if it was not to just create something super exploitive to get people asses in seats. I think that's exactly the reason for this movie existing. Hmm. This movie was like... Again, like I'm talking about, like you know, they've been like, "Oh, we're not racist and shit like that." Again, that, that's kind of me just like fucking around, because like, <laughs> Monokane one and two are so racist. <laughs> but it's funny too because it's like Bones mentioned it, Spooky mentioned, yeah. It. Like everybody was like, "Ah, Italian racism," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yep, it is, <laughs> very much is." Like again, when the, when everyone was saying that, like I, I again, I took it as like, oh, you know, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. especially with Goodbye Uncle Tom. Like, this movie is so fucking racist; it's not even funny. And I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, it's fucking racist. I think it is, man. It's just, I don't know what they were getting at. I like again, Matt opinion. Like Matt's when did opinion. Roots come out? Like was this like I, their response to Roots? It easily could be that. You know what I mean? If it like, is, oh, Roots did good. We could fucking Christ. do that. I could totally see, you know, like them doing that for sure. I mean, you know, like yeah. Dave Jackson said it great. Like, you know, we quote Dave Jackson a lot because he's, you know, he's, he's a, a very scholarly man when it comes to cinema. You know what I mean? The man knows what he's talking about. You know, and he said that, like, you know, Jacopetti and Parisi was like. Roots came out in 77. Okay. <laughs> so, no. Okay. Yeah. But, um,. You know, amazing filmmakers, but not such great people. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like, that sums them up perfectly. You know what I mean? They Absolutely. were there to make money, and they were there to make movies so they could make money. Yeah, and I think that's what it boiled down to for them. I don't know. In my my They're talented though. Yeah, there's no denying it. When you watch Goodbye Call Tom, like it is insane. Yeah, they were extremely talented, but they used their talent for shit. Yeah, but I can't even say this movie shit because there's such there's such technicality to this film. And yeah. there's moments where like Orlani's score is just swelling over top of it that it's moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's moments in this movie that is like like touching and moving and like powerful. But then but then you're insinuating that one of the filmmakers had sex with a thirteen year old slave. Yeah. What are you doing? Why? What is this? What is this movie? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, feel I like, just feel like the intentions were there to just be exploitive. I don't think there was good, all good intentions in this movie. Absolutely if not. If any at all, to be honest with you. I don't think there was good intentions. I mm. feel like this movie was supposed to be super exploitative. And again, we have a whole podcast that revolves around exploitation films. Mm-hmm. But this goes beyond that. Yeah. This goes beyond that into a realm of not just bad taste, but fucking garbage. Yeah. Garbage taste to the point where it's just like, you just wanted to get a rise out of people. I do feel like for me personally, like I see where you feel about it. <laughs> yeah. For me personally, I do feel like it's a movie that I need to watch again. Yeah. Just to really start to like understand where I like stand on it where I what I feel about it right currently I really don't know it's one of the only movies I could ever think of that we've done the show where when it was over I was like I don't I don't know what to feel about that movie <laughs> see I was kind of like that at first and I talked to you know her you know Herschel and Spooky about it and I was like I don't I don't understand the point of this movie and then I sat and thought about it for a couple of days 
and I'm at where I am now and thinking like this movie is fucking I don't know man like I can't sit here and just say it's outright bullshit you know absolute bull you yeah. know shit because that's what I was thinking too because it's like is there a point where you can like separate the message like take away any like social commentary or political ideology that the film has and just look at it as just a movie I mean we're like again without making this like a you know political conversation I mean we're at a point in time where people are refusing to separate the art from the artist yeah let yeah, alone yeah. the message from versus, the movie yeah yeah I can I see that I see. understand that but like me personally I wonder if I can do that yeah. Like, I wonder if I can just sit there and watch it and not think about, like, <laughs> the racist shit yeah. <laughs> and just watch it for what it is, which is, like, this, like, massive, epic yeah. exploitation film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe. It's like, it's like have you heard of the movie uh, Jusus? No. Okay. That is a movie that was made in Nazi Germany that was... Uh-oh. Yeah. Anti-Jewish propaganda, mm-hmm. and many people who who have watched it said, "Yeah, it's a grand, epic, fucking movie," mm-hmm. but it's also literal propaganda for genocide. Yeah, which I don't think this is not. On this that doesn't level. go that far. No, absolutely not. That that is. I mean, that's a point where I don't know if that should be. Touched. This is taking like real human suffering for prosperity, oh. Yeah, but that's a question for another. Day, I feel like. You know I mean, mean, I say, you I mean for another day, but I mean, fuck, if we're going to talk about it, today's the day. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, people say the same thing about like true crime and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's taking real human suffering and, you know, profiting off of it. And I don't know if I agree with that. No, not, no, not. Because, forward. like I said, I don't feel like the history should be sugarcoated. No, I feel like history should be told. I just don't think this movie's intentions were to tell history. I don't know. I don't know what the intentions was. I would love to talk to Jacopetti and Prospera and be like, so what were you thinking? I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd want to. I feel like, I feel like it wouldn't be good. That's the problem with your generation, man. You just don't want to talk no more. <laughs> you just want to take stances. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just, I just be like, why did you make this so racist? <laughs> what was your intentions here? Why'd you make it so weirdly sexual? Is what I would ask. Y- yes, yes, yes. Of course. But like, what? Like that's what makes to me. That's what makes it racist. Yes, is that it's weirdly sexual. Yeah, how, like sexualizing slavery. It's like, it's like, how did you fuck this up this bad? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like when you're watching a Larry Clark movie yeah. and Larry Clark is like an amazing filmmaker and his yeah. movies are great, but then he does like a pussy shot of uh, like a 14 year old. <laughs> well, what's supposed to be a 14 year old. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Now, what'd you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's kind of how I feel about this movie too, in a way where it's just like, what's, it's like why bull- did you do that? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. What's like, what's the actress's name in um, Bully? Oh, um... Bijou Phillips, is that her name? Uh, maybe. That sounds right. We'll go with it. Okay. And like, there's a scene where like she's like getting her nails done or something like that. Yeah. And like, it's just like a camera right in her crotch. Hmm. You're like, what the fuck? What are you why? doing? Why did you yeah. do that? You know, like it's fucking bizarre. Yeah, that's kind of like this movie. It's like, why did you do any of this sexual stuff? Like, I can understand being like, oh, you know, they raped slaves because that happened. Yes, it absolutely happened. But then to have this like weird thing where like people are grooming. 
And then, like, then one of the filmmakers who should be out and out a stance against this because it's horrible and inhumane <laughs> fucking indulges in it. It's fucking horrible. Like, I know we keep harping on that one scene because it just fucking, like, blew my ass out that that happened. It's one of the most horrific scenes that I've personally ever seen. It was a mo- it was the moment in the movie where I'm like, I was with you. Now you've lost me a little. You know, like, I... I, I, I... <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like... And that's not even getting into, like, the, the morality of this film and how it was made. <laughs> oh, we talked about that a yeah, little Yeah, I know, bit. but, like, without really getting into that, you know... Because it, it, that's not good. <laughs> the ending is completely fucking dumb. Yeah. And does not serve the, what the movie's supposed... Like, I guess purpose... Like, it does not serve its purpose at all. If anything, it feels like it's almost supposed to justify... A lot of the shit that happens earlier on. Yeah, like, look, they can be racist, too. It's like, what What do you mean by that? Yeah, like, we know. We don't need to be told that, but that doesn't excuse what, what happened. Yeah, it does not excuse that people were literally eaten because they were seen as subhuman. Yeah. Not even human. They were seen as animals. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That's that. That's my review of this movie. I don't know. In a way, <laughs> I see the the movie for how it's shot and like all the like the positive aspects of it. And I'm like, yeah, this movie's grand and it's got a lot of great shit in it. But there's there's this part of me that's like, fuck this movie mm-hmm. and fuck what this movie represents because I I I don't. I don't like a lot of the shit they did in here, John. I really don't. I understand that. Like, watching this movie, I felt very icky. They feel they come off very hypocritical in yeah. this film, too, because, like, there's moments where, like, you know, again, to bring it back around again, these people who are supposed to be so disgusted and appalled by this yeah. practice had sex with a 13-year-old slave, God and then, like, the it. very next scene is mad when someone is like, oh, no, I love being a slave. It's like... It's like, well, you weren't mad the other night. Yeah, you weren't mad when you raped a 13-year-old fucking slave. But maybe that's the point. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be that way. And that, you know, everything's not cut and dry. I don't know. I don't think it's as... I think I'm just trying to play devil's advocates. Yeah, and I, I just don't... I don't... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the point of this movie is. All I know is that I am looking forward to talking to something about something that isn't this complicated and heavy. Yeah. Because <laughs> we are not the people to be talking about this shit. No. Definitely not. I, w- I want to go back to us talking about, like, fun shit. Hell, even Nikasi was not this difficult to talk about. No, because at least it's just fucking, you know, softcore porn. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has fucked up shit, but it's like, we're not talking about real human atrocities. It's like, and, like, were these people, like... <laughs> Tackling it in a tasteful way. Yeah, it's like, God damn, I don't know, man. Yeah, fuck. Hope you enjoyed that. I don't know if this has even been an entertaining thing to listen to. No, I feel like this has been shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, like when we ended Nakatsu too, you were like, I feel like a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Like wrapping this one, I'm like, did we say anything? Did we say the wrong thing? Did we fuck up? Is this horrible? I don't know. I, I don't know. This might be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that again. Oh, I just, I don't know, man. I the, it doesn't sit, it doesn't sit well with me. Is all I'll, I'll say, and we can move the fuck on to whatever's happening next. Yeah, 
which next week's gonna be way more fun than this shit. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Because we're in the spooky season. We wanted to not talk about fucking. We we this episode should not have even happened. No, 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 no. We fucked up. We don't want to talk about fucking race relations and <laughs> shit like that no more. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not our area of expertise. No, our area of expertise is fucking weirdo movies. Yeah, not the morality of what these fucking assholes did for a movie. <laughs> They're fucking assholes. <laughs> like, I, regardless of, like, the quality of these <laughs> movies or what the movies are, they're assholes. I just like how you're like, the morality of what these assholes... <laughs> Look, man, it just came over me. I was like, I gotta say it. Fuck them. <laughs> like, you're not even, like, giving the benefit of the doubt. It's funny as shit. No. Even though, like, what you were saying was like, oh, I'm weighing the... I don't know. I tried, and I was like, mm, nah, fuck them. Mm, a little stinky. Yeah, stinky. Mm, He's fuck got a little em. stinky. <laughs> Very stinky. Talented stinky, but stinky. Yeah, very talented, but they use their talent for bullshit. <laughs> that was Monokane. Again, I don't know. Oh. Hope you enjoyed this. I hope you don't stop listening to us because of this episode. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. This man. was a mistake. This was horrible. <laughs> this was the worst thing we could have done, but we did it. We're here. Just can it. The whole episode? Yeah, just can it. <laughs> no way over here, is it? Yeah, the lost it. episode? <laughs> Shit, maybe it's for the best. I don't know. We just like round up a bunch of movies, like delete the Monokane post, just round up a bunch of movies for the next episode and just watch them real like, fast. Oh, there was no, what are you talking about? We don't know. There's no Monokane. Monokane never existed. What's Monokane? I've never even heard of it. I've never heard of this movie. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do fucking shit. Yeah, that's done. I'm glad not to talk about that again. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm done mentally. I'm hungry. I am too. Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. <laughs> Matt Hungy. So anyways, what are we doing next, Matt? Heavy metal horror. Woo! We went from fucking race relations to heavy metal horror. What the fuck? That's like that's a that's a turnaround enough to give you whiplash. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited about it because I don't want to do that again anytime soon. No. <laughs> not not anything on that level. <laughs> no. Not anything that's like I don't want to talk about morality of filmmaking for a long time. I don't want to tiptoe around shit no more. No. <laughs> because like even when I'm trying to rant, I'm just like Trying to form my thought, my thoughts in a way that's not like dumb. But we ain't got to worry about that because we're gonna be talking about you're the devil's son. My absolute favorite movies to watch around this time of year. Yep. Yeah. Fucking hack a lantern. Yep. It was the other two, Black Roses and Rock and Roll Nightmare. Fuck yeah! I'm so excited. Fucking alien. Fucking alien wrestling. Love that movie. Or was it? Is it a demon? Right? Is it a demon or an alien? Demon, but he looks like ET. He looks like E.T. on crack. So I wanted to do the E.T. that night. You want to fucking wrestle to the ground? I mean, his head already fell off. I was about to put the hurting on him. You put the fucking Mortal Kombat in his ass. I was going to lay the smack us down on him. <laughs> I'm going to lay the fuck smack on you. I'm going to take that head that fell off your shoulders. I'm going to shine it up real nice. I'm going to turn it sideways. I'm going to stick it up your candy ass. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Cleaborb. Cleaborb. The- <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it's fucking robot chicken, right? It is robot chicken, yeah. With one glowing finger. Yeah. Flips him off. Shout outs. I don't fucking know. I'm tired. You know who you are. Fucking uh, Severed Cinema. They fuck. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Psychonaut. His art's amazing. Yes. Herschel and Spooky. Open they casket. Fuck. It sucks, but you should listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn. Hey, check them out. YouTube. Herschel's actually making videos again. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Spooky's got some of the worst thumbnails I've ever seen right now. <laughs> Fuck. Cursed. I fucking hate this AI shit he's Nobody doing. Nobody should give that man AI. Who, whoever did this crimes prison <laughs> um of course you got bones and bruise bones and bruise you got joe bones yes you got quality vine cinema yeah you got fucking jonathan doe and all of his endeavors yeah he's yeah. he's busy fox creep films getting ready to drop a new movie excited yeah fucking dope ass movie coming soon yeah of course brandon terry morbid horror podcast it's a yes. coming yep we did something with them. It was cool. Yeah, well, when, when it come out, we, we'll post about it. I'm fucking tired. I'm sure there's a thousand others. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so tired. Go follow those guys. See who they follow. Follow them. Yeah. Spread the love in the underground. It's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. We all love each other. At least we should. We should. Yeah. As long as someone's cool, you should, you should be friends with them. Yep. Oh, fuck. You nasty bastard. That fucking deli style Slim Jim's getting me hard, yeah. man. God. Fucking the evolution of fucking meat products yeah. to just being in a gelatinous tube. Of- <laughs> it's like this is a higher quality gelatinous meat tube. <laughs> <laughs> higher quality gelatinous meat tube. Delicious. Shout uh <laughs> Shout out to what was a fucking meat lady or whatever the Herschel is fucking obsessed with. What the fuck is her name? I don't remember. The hamburger lady. No, not the hamburger lady. The Robin Gristle. Fucking cursed. Oh, uh, shout out Ivy. Yeah, Ivy Romero. Sick art. She's putting shit out. It's yes. cool. You'll like it. Cool ass shit. Scum video. Yeah, scum video. Shout out. Uh, Dent 5. Go watch that on YouTube. It's yep. weird. It's weird. It's it's good, and others. Is it on YouTube? I think so. That's I don't I remember. It. If it, I don't. Oh, okay, I can't remember if it was on YouTube or on uh, or if uh, we got sent a link. I don't remember. No, I watched it on YouTube. Okay, Pepper wasn't nice enough to send us a link. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm kidding. Love you, Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sitting through this. Yeah, I feel like we're defeated. I am defeated. These movies beat us. They won. I did watch five movies today. Hell yeah, dude. Dab it up. That was the slowest dab up ever. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, did that heroin skateboard video drop yet? No. <sighs> Fucking liars. I know. I'm, I'm ready for it, though. Yeah. The balls are ready. Yeah, Swampy. Shout out Swampy. Shout out Swampy. <laughs> yeah. don't know who we are, but <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he listens to this shit. <laughs> he's a shout out Dan Corgan. He's a Rand. He's yeah. We're shouting out skateboarders now. Let's yeah, go, dude. Cool. Dalton Dern. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon Dern. Fuck Destin. Dern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, end the fucking end it. And on that note, I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. <laughs> Sick. Real dark side this week. Yeah. Sick. On cinema. 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 Jack and Prosperity and Ligma. You're the devil's son! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>